0: With Zone nicotine pouches.
1: This is
2: Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series.
0: Today,
3: the Gatorade Duel. Welcome back to Daytona International Speedway and the Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Gatorade Duel here today, setting the field for the 47th running of the Daytona 500. In the next Tell Tower, I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall. It's a beautiful day for racing, and Barney, a lot is on the line for a lot of these drivers here today.
4: Uh, for 35 of those drivers, Joe, not quite as much pressure as we have seen in the past, but we'll talk about that as the afternoon goes by. For drivers outside that top 35, there's a ton of pressure here this afternoon. We'll be going down trackside. In fact, let's do that right Right now, and uh, hear from some of the drivers who are in the event today. Dale Jarrett will be starting on the Bud Pole today. He's won a Gatorade qualifying race before. Dale's task at hand today is find out everything he can about his race car, how strong the competition will be on Sunday and he has the luxury of doing that. Adam Alexander's with him. Well,
5: and Dale Jarrett, no doubt one of the guys at Barney today, probably can be a little bit more laid back and prepare himself for Sunday. A little bit of a test session for him. A guy who does not have that luxury is going to be Mike Wallace. You start 15th, Mike. You're in front of the other eight guys who will have to race their way in. Your thoughts as we get set to take the green flag?
6: Well, there's a lot of pressure right now. You know, I just got to do everything right and hope we don't get in anybody else's predicaments or there are no more predicaments during the race. And uh, Toss to Steve. Nothing breaks, and our car just runs, you know, I'd be happy if we could finish right where we're starting, basically, in comparison to the whole field right now. But uh, it's tough, but we're up for it. Pretty
5: solid cars behind you also trying to get in. Who most concerns you?
6: Uh, you know, my brother Kenny and Aaron's car. I mean, our Lucas Oil Chevrolet is running very well, but Kenny's tough. Kerry Earnhardt in the, the Richard Childress car, uh, Johnny Sauter back there. I mean, any anybody that's in this race that's not, you know, locked in yet can make it. The draft is the ultimate equalizer at Daytona. Uh, you know, and it would really come down... Where the scenario could come hugely is in five to go, a caution comes out, and you go back with three to go or something like that. So uh, we'll just see.
5: The nerves are churning. Seven Daytona, 500 starts for Mike Wallace.
7: He tries to make it eight today. Steve Post. Adam and our Jr. leaning against the Budweiser Chevy Jr. Starting 21st, had a terrible qualifying run for you guys, but uh, had a chance to practice the car a couple times yesterday. How was the car in traffic?
8: It was real fast. Uh, got real loose but so I think we fixed that. And uh, we'll just have to see how we can get on up there. there. Got a couple got a pit stop to make, maybe two. Uh, just going to have to see how to work itself out.
7: That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. And the talk in the garage area is don't count this team out. They're very, very strong. They're the defending Daytona 500 winner. Over to Preston Root. Kenny Wallace is one of the guys that's going to have to race his way in today, Steve. And you're
9: going to start on the outside of row number 11. Up a couple of rows at number 9. You got your car owner, Michael Waltrip brothers up there have you talked to those guys about what to expect what you're
10: going to plan well you know i think we're going to plan everything we can you know i mean i got a lot of good friends out here they know what i'm up against you know 99 of this field's in the race so uh you know dale earnhardt's going to help his brother carry i've got michael Waltrip. i've got kenny schrader so um, you know my car is handling awfully well and it was pretty good in practice so um uh, you know, it's sixty laps, so we just gotta stay digging and uh, and keep it on the bottom and hopefully those guys that start handling not real good and we'll handle good and you know that's the type of scenario it's gonna take. It's you know, it's just gonna take a good race. And then when it's all over, see if we're on the what side we're on, a thrill of victory or agony of
9: defeat. All righty, that's Kenny Wallace. Today he's trying to race his way into the five hundred from the twenty second spot.
3: Mike Wallace and Kenny Wallace, just two of nine drivers in this first Gatorade Duel, trying to race their way into the Daytona 500. Closing in on the start of the first Gatorade Duel this afternoon, back track side, first to Adam Alexander.
5: Dale Jarrett, the pole center for the Daytona 500 on the inside of row one for the first qualifying race today. Not a lot to gain, but knowledge, I would guess, your plan for the afternoon, Dale. Yeah, I mean, this is our uh, best practice session right here. And, you know, we're approaching this with the idea of winning this race. Uh, but we also want to see where we stack up. This is a pretty strong race. I mean, if you look back through the pack, uh, pretty much everybody's ever won anything at Daytona is involved in this race, and uh, it'll give us a good idea of uh, where we are uh, if we need to work on our car some more. And Dale Jarrett, one of the guys who's won things at Daytona, 500 wins in 96,
7: 99, and 2000. The Steve Post. Jeff Gordon standing here talking to car owner Rick Hendrick as he prepares for uh, race number one. Jeff will start in the second spot here in the uh, race this afternoon. And uh, Jeff, one of the storylines out of the Budweiser shootout is how tough it is to pass the leader. Today, are you going to want to be that leader, or are you going to want to try to work around and figure out how to pass a leader?
8: I mean, no, you definitely want to be the leader. I'd love to be, you know, get out front, and I just want the best starting position for the Daytona 500 as possible and figure out uh, how to pass them on Sunday. But uh, today, you know, we, uh, we want to learn what we can, but at the same time, we want a good, clean, solid race, good pit stops, and uh, if I can get out front, boy, we're going to fight as hard as we can to maintain it.
7: That's Jeff Gordon. He's a two-time Daytona 500 winner. He starts second today. On over to Preston Root
9: standing by with jason leffler and jason you guys come down here through speed weeks 2005 you've done a great job federal express on board you know with your place in the 500 assured are you a little bit less keyed up for this 150 and what lies ahead or are you still kind of getting ready to go here today
11: no i mean we're ready to get on with it um the guys uh, the joe you know on joe gibbs um uh fedex monte carlo are doing a great job uh you know we tested we didn't have the speed came down here and they turned it around for us it's nice to be locked in uh FedEx Monte Carlo is really good, and i um, looking forward to mixing it up. It's hard to learn anything if you just ride around, you know, so I'm trying to learn as much as I can for Sunday. And um, I'm, I'm not going to go. I, if, if I get myself in a bad position, I'm certainly probably going to try to get out of it. But um, it's, not, it's nice not to have everything on the line as far as, we're already locked in, like I said, so looking forward to the race and learn as much as I can.
9: Jason Leffler definitely more comfortable after last couple showings here a few years back at Daytona. His best previous 500 start was 15th in 2001. Today he rolls off third. Some of
3: the biggest smiles we saw in the garage all weekend were all the faces of people like Jason Leffler, John Andretti, Mike Skinner, and Boris Said, who got in based on speed run Bud Pole qualifying last Sunday afternoon. And Barney, for them, this is not quite as pressure packed a race.
4: Yeah, it makes a big difference coming in here and knowing that you're going to have a starting spot in the Great American. American race come Sunday. Looking at the field in this first race, there are 29 cars in it, Joe, and I think Dale Jarrett summed it up best that uh, just about everybody that has done well here at Daytona is in that first race. Dale Jarrett's in it, of course. Jeff Gordon, as we talked about. Kurt Bush has run well here. Ricky Rudd has run well here. Elliot Sadler, guys like that. Greg Biffle, who is a winner here at Daytona. A lot of talent. Actually, there's a lot of talent in both these races.
3: I just counted up 13 Daytona wins among the drivers in this first race. So, yeah, a lot of experience here at the World Center of Racing. The drivers who need to race their way into the Daytona 500 today are Mike Wallace, Kerry Earnhardt. This is in the first of the two duels. Mike Wallace, Kerry Earnhardt, Kenny Wallace, Johnny Sauter, Hermie Sadler... Stanton Barrett, Morgan Shepard, Randy Lajoy, and Jeffrey Bodine. All those drivers, nine of them, racing for two positions.
4: And that's where the pressure is going to be. They'll try to get to the front, find a good drafting partner, and make sure they can stay up there somewhere inside the top 15 as the race unfolds this afternoon. These are two of my favorite races.
3: It's going to be exciting here as we get ready to go. Right now, let's go
6: trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please rise and remove your hats as the Atlantic High School Junior ROTC presents our nation's colors. And now, will you please welcome Dr. Tim McNeil to deliver today's invocation. Let us pray.
2: Our God, as we celebrate today the spirit of America, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we pray for these who are gladiators of speed. Grant them safety, wisdom, and valor as they race the race before them. And as we race the race before us, grant us faith, hope, love, and courage to be ambassadors of transformation and change in our
6: culture, our classrooms, and our community. Shalom and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing and welcome 14-year-old Chelsea Turbin as she performs our national anthem.
12: Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we Yeah.
3: First of the Gatorade duels underway at Daytona.
13: Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping. Yeah. Not a chair, could you stand or even engine repair? Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make it on Mickey John or that kitchen net
14: on. Craftsman in your
13: hand, not stopping Yeah.
2: From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Barney, a couple of things to
3: talk about as far as storylines for today's race. Obviously, we're racing for starting positions in the Daytona 500. As we said, for 18 drivers today between the two races, they're just trying to get themselves in the race. Everybody else is racing for placement, trying to get positioned as close to the front as possible for Sunday's event.
4: All the guys I talked to that are locked in as far as a starting position for Sunday, really, obviously, it's like Dale Jarrett said, we'd like to win this race today. But it kind of gives them a freebie, so to speak, to go out there and see just how good they're car is and how it stacks up against everybody else and certainly you can make just about everybody will do a little fine tuning before they come here sunday and run the daytona 500 but the pressure is always there it always has been in these races no matter what the format has been over the years there's always been positions up for grabs to get a starting spot in the daytona 500 it's no different here today than it's always been and the guys that have to race their way in the pressure Man, it is a steam cooker down there.
3: Because this means so much, not just in prize money, but starting the season off. If you start off, you don't make the day ton of 500, but the brand-new race team, let's say in the case of Robbie Gordon, who's going to have to race in here today, one of those type of guys, this really gets you behind the eight ball going on into the season as we head out to California next weekend. This race also is one that's going to be sort of an R&D-type deal for the drivers in the race already. Drivers figure, okay, this is the first time we've run in race conditions in big packs of cars like this. Now, yeah, we've tested, we've we've practiced down here, but this really is what's going to show them what they can expect on Sunday.
4: And it's going to prove today maybe somebody might find a drafting partner that they didn't even think about in these uh Gatorade qualifying races here this afternoon that might work well with them Sunday. Now, there's several team members, obviously, that arrive out of the same racing stable that probably will link up out there, but there's always somebody that's going to have a real quick car, and the guy that's got that quick car, everybody's going to try to lock in on him and follow him around this racetrack.
3: Dave Moody talked briefly about the tire situation. There has been some concern here this weekend. Some teams have had big problems with tires. Other teams have been through the whole weekend, no problems whatsoever. I spoke with Dale Jarrett's crew chief earlier today. He says, you know, we've not had a single issue with tires but we're aware that other teams have so therefore we're kind of on the lookout going into today's race
4: i think a lot of teams too know if you put a radical setup underneath your car a lot of times if your chassis is set up well and the car handles good you're not going to have any tire problems we'll we'll follow that as the afternoon goes by here this afternoon hopefully nobody will have any
3: we'll be watching closely as things take place here this afternoon again this race to set the starting lineup at least half of it for the daytona 500 now trackside for the command
6: And now, ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome back the Vice President of Sales for the Dollar General Store, Mr. Rick McNeely, for those most famous words in motorsports.
15: Gentlemen, start your engines!
0: Time now for the starting lineup, brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler.
6: The
3: Gatorade Duel is two 150-mile races, 60 miles each, or 60 laps each, that is, to set the starting grid for the Daytona 500. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for race one.
4: Jeffrey Bodine rolls off from 29th position in this first race in the GIC Mixon Motorsport Chevrolet. The Mach 1 Incorporated Chevrolet with Randy LaJoy goes from 28th. Starting 27th will be Morgan Shepard. He's in the Victory in Jesus Redline Oil Dodge. The first trust portfolio Chevrolet with Stanton Barrett scheduled to go off 26th. Travis Quaffle starts 25th. He drives the Kodak Jasper Engines and Transmissions Dodge. The Peak Fitness Ford with Hermie Sadler set to roll off 24th. 23rd starter, that'll be Johnny Sauter in the Mikosiki Resort Dodge, and the Aaron Chevrolet with Kenny Wallace will roll off 22nd. Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts 21st, where he drives the Budweiser Chevrolet. The Swans Home Service Dodge with Ken Schrader is 20th. Starting 19th will be Casey Mears in the target Dodge, and the Napa Auto Part Chevrolet with Michael Waltrip is 18th. 17th. 17th starter, Terry Earnhardt and the Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet. And the all-tail Dodge with Ryan Newman starts 16th.
3: Starting 15th today, Mike Wallace and the Lucas Oil Chevrolet. Carl Edwards will go from 14th. He's driving the Scotts Ford. Mike Bliss has the net zero, best buy Chevy, starting 13th. 12th is Jamie McMurray, the Texaco Havilland Dodge. Kyle Busch has the Kellogg Chevy lined up in 11th. 10th is Casey Kane. He's in the Dodge dealers' UAW Dodge. Greg Biffle starts ninth. He's in the National Guard Ford. Mike Skinner's in the, one of the Bill Davis Racing Dodges. He'll start today in eighth. Seventh starter Kyle Petty, the Georgia Pacific Brawny Dodge. Elliott Sadler goes from sixth. He's driving the m and Ford. Ricky Rudd's in the Motorcraft Quality Parts Ford. Ricky starts in fifth. Fourth is Kurt Busch, the Sharpie Irwin Industrial Tools Ford. Third starter, Jason Leffler, in a brand new race team out of Joe Gibbs Racing. He's in the FedEx Express Chevrolet. And on the front row, Jeff Gordon, the pot Chevrolet and on the Bud pole for this race and for the Daytona 500, Dale Jarrett driving the UPS Ford.
4: Field rolling around the racetrack, they'll take about three laps before they put them under green. That'll give us time to take a swing around the racetrack and bring in voices who will be covering the action at different parts of the speedway. Over in turns one and two from Barry, Vermont is Dave Moody.
0: Thank you, Barney Hall. Good afternoon once again, everybody. 41 degrees of banking in turns one and two here at Daytona International Speedway. If past history is any indication, these drivers are going to use every single one of them. The drivers have compared the entrance to turn number one to try to thread a needle at 190 miles per hour. It can get very tight, very close quarters, but it spreads out quickly at the end.
3: That high-speed draft kicks in, exiting turn number two, hitting the long back straightaway, called here the Super Stretch at Daytona. And to cover the action there at the end of the back straightaway, entering turn number three from Daytona Beach, Florida, Mike Bagley.
16: Joe, the name of the game with the Super Stretch is to get off turn two as quickly as possible and jam your right foot to the floorboard. It's hammer down and find a drafting partner. You want to get in line and follow the driver in front of you, or if you dip down to the inside lane to try to make a pass, hope you've got somebody lined up behind you to help you advance through the field. We see a lot of double- wide racing, a lot of three and sometimes even four wide action. We'll have it covered from a platform. High atop turn three at the entrance to this, uh, actually at the exit of the super
4: stretch to the entrance of turn number three. Never any shortage of action when they come off turn number four and roll into the tri-oval and to cover the action up there in turn four from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Let's go up to Jeff Striegel.
2: Thank you, Barney. Good afternoon, everybody. 31 degrees of banking in turns three and four. Wide enough for three abreast racing. Narrow enough for one slight miscue to ruin your day and perhaps several others as well. The Recipe for success this week has been on the bottom of the racetrack and drafting with strong cars or teammates. The outside line has been the big question mark. You need it to advance, but if you try it and fail, your charge to the front comes to an abrupt halt. The heat is on, the temperatures are up, and the premium is going to be on handling. I'll cover all the cars that have it and those that don't from my spot in the Sunoco Tower just outside of turn number four
4: as I said a little bit earlier, Joe, these have always been uh, two of my favorite races for Speed Weeks. You always come down here, and by the size of this crowd today, obviously, it is one of the favorites of the fans who come to Daytona also.
3: Yeah, they're going to love what they see here this afternoon, again, with uh, last chance efforts by some 18 drivers to make it into the great American race, and for other drivers trying to get placement as close as they can to the front of the field for Sunday's Daytona 500. Today's broadcast of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona is brought to you under exclusive Radio rights by Daytona International Speedway to MRN Radio, solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited.
4: Field just now working up in the east end of the Speedway. That's where turns three and four lie. They'll come back down and they'll get the indication. One more circuit around here, and we'll go green here in the Gatorade dual races here at Daytona this afternoon. Just looking back through the list of drivers in the field that have never won one of these Gatorade qualifying races. Greg Biffle hasn't. I don't believe Ryan Newman has. Michael Waltrip. Kyle uh, Kurt Bush or Kyle Petty. And speaking of Kyle Petty, he's about as pumped up as I've seen him in a, ever come down here for Speed Week. He's had a very fast car during the practice sessions over the last several days,
3: so he should be pumped up. He was uh, 12th fastest in the qualifying session here on Sunday afternoon, and they feel good about their efforts there at Petty Enterprises. Last year, it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Elliott Sadler who won the Gatorade Duel. Robbie Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. took wins back in 2003. Jeff Gordon and Michael Waltrip took them in 2002 in 01. It was Sterling Marlin and Mike Skinner and Bill Elliott and Ricky Rudd got the duels back in the 2000 season. Let's go to pit road now as the field has just been given the one to go signal. A
5: couple of stories will be interesting to see how they pan out this afternoon Joe and uh, one is the guy that Barney talked about Michael Waltrip Dale Earnhardt Incorporated has been a little bit quite thus far in speed weeks but Michael a guy who's always good at Daytona the winner of the 500 in 01 and 03. He should be a contender today and obviously the biggest story going into this afternoon's race is going to Be those 18 drivers on the outside looking in trying to race their way into Sunday's great American race. Steve
7: Post tires has been the issue. We talked about it in our pre-race show, and some of the drivers have had problems yesterday in practice. Some have not. Some have had very, very good tire wear. That's going to be interesting, first off, on the strategy as far as pit stop goes. But last night on NASCAR Performance Live, we had some of the top crew chiefs, and one of their concerns also was with this closest car's race here at Daytona International Speedway, they don't want someone else's tire problem to become their problem in the form of a wreck. So, going to be interesting to see how the strategy plays out here as the variety of tire wear issues play out today. As we said, some of these guys
4: have had no tire wear problems and over over a fuel run and a quick report from Preston Root
7: Jeff Gordon pits
9: just at the entrance to pit road along with 2004 champ Kurt Busch will keep an eye on these guys where they take two or four tires during their expected one pit stop at the entry to pit road
3: and Barney you know one of the drivers told me this morning that more so than racing for position in the Daytona 500 these guys are racing for pit road position and of course where they start in the race dictates where they position themselves on pit road and that can be very very important on Sunday
4: yeah, a good pit selection can make a big difference in uh, picking up spots every time you come onto pit road to, to, for a change of rubber and to dump in a tank of fuel. Field now works up in turns three and four, getting ready to come down to the line and take off here this afternoon and see who will go to victory lane. Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon sit up on row two. Back in row three, in row two rather, is Jason Leffler and Kurt Bush, then Ricky Rudd, Elliot Sadler, Kyle Petty, and Mike Skinner. As we said, both these races have a lot of good equipment in there. Now, just think of, Joe, even if you're locked in and like the top 35 are, that these guys could go out there and cruise, they're not going to do that. They're going to get out there and knock heads just like it's the 500.
3: They're racers. They're going to go for the win. This lap, 150 miles, 60 laps around
4: Daytona International Speedway for the start of the first Gatorade duel. Here's Barney Hall. Field comes down. Green flag goes in the air. Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon up on row one. They jockey as they head off into turn number one right now. It's going to take a while before they get these restrictor plate engines wound out. In fact, there's nobody making it three wide. They just stay in tight formation as they go down to the banking in turns one and two, exactly like they started. Dale Jarrett and... Jeff Gordon's door-to-door. They roar off turn number two and head down the back stretch. Side-by-side
16: high-speed pace lap as they get these engines wound up tight. Full throttle now as everyone dashes down the super stretch. Dale Jarrett leading the pack down low. Jeff Gordon topside with a fender out
2: in front. But now the draft kicks in down low. Still side-by-side for the lead in turn three. 14 rows of two. Further back they're already fanning out three wide. Carl Edwards is in amongst that three wide battle. Up front though, Dale Jarrett's got the lead off turn four.
3: Garrett finally pulls out in front. He's the only car running single file. Everybody else stacked up double wide as they come down to complete lap number one. Jeff Gordon trying to get some drafting help from Kurt Busch. Looks like it's starting to kick in. Matter of fact, it's propelling him up alongside Dale Jarrett, and Gordon is going to challenge for the lead. Not only challenge, he goes all the way out front, and Jeff Gordon's
16: DuPont Chevrolet now leads the pack off turn two. Taking advantage of the high lane, Jeff Gordon propels himself to the lead off turn two, and now the outside lane begins to advance. Here's Kurt Busch, He'll fall in line right behind Jeff Gordon. Tight four-car draft topside. Dale Jarrett not
2: only loses second to Bush, but third to Sadler, and now is being challenged for fourth by Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner top side of the racetrack. He's got drafting help from the dodge of Casey Kane, but Dale Jarrett down low at led last lap. He's all the way back to fourth. Wheel the wheel with Mike Skinner
4: front three, breakaway, single file, nose to tail, they roar back down to the start finish line, Jeff Gordon pulls them along, Kurt Busch rides second, Elliott Sadler is third, the scramble from fourth place on back, and it's a good one, Mike Skinner, Jason Leffler, Dale Jarrett, and Casey Kane mixing it up down there, getting two and three wide as they hit the banking and head over to turn two and down the back straightaway. Stacking up from fourth on back, here's
16: Jason Leffler making a move to the outside lane, he'll try to race up alongside Mike Skinner again, racing for the fourth spot, matter of fact, that's where traffic begins to stack up, will sweep around Skinner. He'll take fifth. Now here comes the draft on the outside. Casey Kane makes the move around
2: Skinner. And Ryan Newman is on the move as well. And Dale Jarrett is all the way back to the seventh spot. It may be eighth before it's done. Jamie McMurray, Michael Waltrip, top side of the racetrack is Jarrett trying to get a up down low and run down Jeff Gordon.
3: Interesting to watch rookie driver Carl Edwards working the high side of the banking. He's been doing it since the start of the race. Not really losing any ground. But here he is now squeezed a little bit too far to the outside. He'll fall back a couple of positions now back Back in 17th. Jeff Gordon shows the way. Kurt Busch is in second. Right behind them, the cars of Elliott Sadler. Jason Leffler's moved up to fourth. Casey Kane is fifth. They're all working the low side of the banking off two.
16: Wheel to wheel for the sixth spot. Ryan Newman trying to take advantage of the outside lane. So far, not so good for Mike Skinner, who is trying to stay with him, stride for stride down low.
2: Skinner with drafting help from Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Newman with a good head of steam with Jamie McMurray giving him the drafting help. A couple of dodges trying to hook up, make it three of them now Casey Kane, Ryan Newman, and Jamie McMurray all on the top side. No trouble. Randy LaJoy goes around in front of the field. Everybody able to get by. Stanton Barrett with a huge move to keep from collecting them. Now other cars spin down towards the tri-oval. Caution
4: is on the speedway. It'll be the first one this afternoon. Again, trouble that started up in turn four. Let's go back up there.
2: It was Randy LaJoy, Barney, that got crossed up coming off of turn number four. Made a long slide in front of several race cars that went inside and outside of LaJoy. Stanton Barrett made a huge move to keep from getting involved. Other cars that have spun now and most, if not all of them, have pulled away.
3: Randy LaJoy Barney, had picked up a ton of ground. He started in 28th, had moved up to the 16th position. If he had held that spot where he was running at the time, it would have meant he would be in the Daytona 500. Now with problems, we'll follow up on the story there as Randy LeJoy spins in turn four and it brings out our first caution of the day at lap four.
13: This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers, Uh not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits.
0: Well, what if I added knives?
13: What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's Holdings, LLC.
3: Five laps into the first of the Gatorade duels this afternoon. Adam Alexander has the story on Randy LaJoy.
5: He's just made his second pit stop of the afternoon, Joe, and uh, most of the damage on the front end of the race car and just above the left front tire. There was wrinkled sheet metal there. Didn't appear to be anything drastic, but we all know how critical handling can be as far as the draft is concerned and aerodynamics play into this thing. He's made two pit stops. They appear to have most of the damage repaired there. Hermie Sadler also involved. He came down pit road, repaired left rear damage. He was much worse than the car of Randy LaJoy. Casey Mears has come down pit road. Four tires fueled on the target Dodge. Stanton Bear was in and Mike Bliss also bringing his machine down the pit lane at lap number six. To the middle of pit road and
7: steep Post. And right after that accident down in turn number four, Ken Schrader brought the Schwann's Dodge in and they had a flat tire on the right front. They needed to make sure that the car, the fenders were pulled off from the tires and that that car was good to go. He's back out on the racetrack. Did not pit on this last time by so they're feeling alright about that machine. Machine. also under this round of pit stops ryan newman brought the all dodge down to pit road and we're headed down there to see if there's a problem on that machine or if it was just routine pit work for that team on down to preston root
9: kyle bush and the kellogg chevrolet came in changed four tires and also a can of fuel a little bit tight so they'll take a round of wedge out of the left rear of that car also in at the entrance to pit road carl edwards came in he was involved in the initial part of that incident in turn four inspected the car four tires for
4: carl edwards also travis quaple four tires and fuel for him as well Let's recap that accident as it's unfolded up there in turn number four one more time.
2: Well, it, what it looked like was either Randy LaJoy came down just a little bit, Barney, or Carl Edwards came up just a little bit. Either way, they made contact. That turned Randy around, and I think, as you mentioned, he was already up into the 16th spot. That stacked everybody up, did great job of avoiding them, although, like you've mentioned and documented, several cars got a small piece of the accident up here in turn four.
4: I'll tell you what, they were lucky they didn't pick. Uh, collected about 16 or 17 cars where that happened.
3: Yeah, and the way he got turned sideways across the racetrack, uh, some very nice moves made by some of the other drivers. Now, we have lost one car, not as a result of the accident. Morgan Shepard has pulled out of the event, but 27 of the 28 starters are still running. They are now seeing the one-to-go signal to get this race back underway at lap number eight. Wherever you may be tonight, make sure and tune into MRN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for a special edition of NASCAR Live with Eli Gold. Tonight's show originates live from the Pepsi Theater inside Daytona USA at the World Center of Racing. Eli's special guests will include Ryan Newman, Carl Edwards, Jeremy Mayfield, Ray Evernham, and Casey Kane. So come by and be a part of the audience at Daytona USA. It's a full hour of live talk, and it isn't a show without you. Don't miss it. NASCAR Live Special Edition with Eli Gold, tonight at 7 Eastern Time on many of these MRN radio stations. It's
4: going to be a single file restart. The indication just given as they cross the line, they will go green next time around. This is the way they'll restart. Jeff Gordon is the leader at the end of seven laps. Kurt Bush is second. Elliot Sadler is third. Jason Leffler is fourth. And Casey Kane is fifth. Mike Skinner is running very strong in the early going. He is sixth. Jamie McMurray is seventh. Dale Jarrett slipped back to eighth. Michael Waltrip is ninth. Tenth is Ricky Rudd. Kenny Wallace is eleventh. Mike Wallace is twelfth. And Joe, that puts them in a good position if they can stay there. But we still got an awful lot of long ways to go yet. The way they're running from their back, 13th is Greg Biffle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is moved up to 14th. Kyle Petty is 15th. Johnny Sauter, 16th. Kent Schrader now shows in 17th. Ryan Newman, 18th. Stanton Barrett, 19th. Kyle Busch is 20th. 21st would be Casey Mears, then Travis Quapple 22nd, Kerry Earnhardt, 23rd, Mike Bliss, 24th, Carl Edwards, 25th, Randy LaJoy, 26th. He will be able to continue. Hermie Sadler showing 27th. And as you said, Morgan Shepard has gone to the garage.
3: One of the fastest movers in that first segment was Randy LaJoy. Again, after starting back in 28th, he had moved up to 16th. And at that position at that time... If the race had ended, he would be in the Daytona 500, but now, of course, starting back in 26 for the restart. He'll have to do all that work all over again. It is a single-file restart now as the field comes pouring off turn number four. On lap number eight, the green flag will wave again over the first of the Gatorade duels. Jeff Gordon on the gas, trying to pull away from Kurt Busch, all lined up single-file. You got Elliot Sadler third in line, followed by Jason Leffler and Casey Kane. And so far, as they come up to speed going through the trioval no one stepping out of line.
0: Still coming up to full song as they head for the banking in turn number one. Jeff Gordon shows the way. Kurt Busch, Elliot Sadler, Jason Leffler, Casey Kane, all single file back around seventh place. Dale Jarrett sneaks a peek out of line. Can't make a move there, but up is the door downstairs. Here comes
16: Michael Waltrip. Side-by-side side battle for eighth. The Napa Chevrolet drops down to the inside of the UPS Ford. They will race wheel-to-wheel, wheel, and Michael Waltrip has drafting help from Ricky Rudd. Again,
2: side-by-side side, advantage. Waltrip, he'll grab the 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 spot at the entrance of three. And that's the battle for the eighth spot. Michael Waltrip now has it. Here comes Ricky Rudd to the inside of Dale Jarrett in front of them. Still single file. It's Jeff Gordon and Kurt Busch.
4: Everybody from seventh place up. to just stay nose to tail. Get a good tight draft going and try to break the draft on the rest of the field as they cross the line. Back again. There's scramble going on right now between Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. That will be for eighth position as they work back to turn one.
0: DJ trying to make the move on the outside lane. Ricky Rudd running hard downstairs closer to the front. The challenge is on for fourth. Mike Skinner gets some drafting help from Jamie McMurray. He takes it to the high line and goes after Jason Leffler.
16: He'll grab the fourth spot now. Fall back in line behind Elliot Sadler. Jason Leffler caught out of the draft down low. He'll be
2: bypassed by Jamie McMurray. Finally find a place at home. Behind them Michael Waltrip still on the move. This time to the inside of Casey Kane. And he's got drafting help. Underneath him is Ricky Rudd. Casey Kane to the outside. Behind them comes Kenny Wallace and Dale Jarrett. Jarrett just unable to keep his car down to the bottom of the racetrack here early on. Race there is for the
3: eighth position now as Casey Kane works the outside lane. Ricky Rudd is hooked up down low after Michael Waltrip got by, picked off the seventh spot. Now he's closing in on sixth place, Jason Leffler, and going after him in turn
0: one. Michael Waltrip is on the move, closing in on Jason Leffler. Still about five car lengths to make up, and as he works the bottom of the banking, that deficit is beginning to shrink. Right behind him, it's still too wide, Ricky Rudd. Casey
16: Kane. Wheel to wheel, three rows deep. Here they come midway down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd leading the inside lane. Casey top topside. Michael
2: Waltrip now falling back and is about to be overtaken. Man on the move. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Three wide to the outside in three. All the way to the top of the banking in turn three. Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's got drafting help with Ryan Newman. Staying three wide. Jared on the inside. Mike Wallace in the mix as well.
4: Dale Jr. has not had the car up to what he wanted it all week long, but right now he's beginning to make some moves. They're getting it dialed in, picks up another position, and moves a little closer to the front. We'll update you on Hermie Sadler. He has been flagged to pit road with a tire rub as they try to get it cured and send him back onto the racetrack. They're back in turn two.
0: Top seven are now single file. The wheel-to-wheel battle is for the eighth position. Ricky Rudd still scratching and clawing down low, but he can't hold off Casey Kane.
16: The outside lane advances, and Casey Kane grabs the spot. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's got drafting help from Ryan Newman. He'll bypass the car of Ricky Rudd. That's
2: Earnhardt. Newman as well makes the pass. And now Greg Biffle storms up the outside. Almost three wide there for the moment. Dale Jarrett right there as well as Kenny Wallace and Greg Biffle. That's the battle just outside the top ten. Wallace on the inside, Biffle on the outside.
3: Wallace and Biffle racing for the 12th position for Kenny Wallace. This would put him in the Daytona 500, because he's the highest running of the cars, not already qualified. The other one currently is Johnny Sauter, who's just moved up a bit, a little bit further back in the pack. Up front, Jeff Gordon continues to lead the way, back up into the
0: banking of turn one. Michael Waltrip continues to make his way forward. He is now battling for the seventh position. Puts a wheel to the outside of Casey
16: Keynes with help from Dale. Looks in the rearview mirror, and here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Was on the inside, now on the outside,
2: lending some drafting help to his teammate. Here's Waltrip looking low, now looking topside, trying to complete the pass on Jason Leffler. And he's doing it on the top side of the racetrack. Michael Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Ryan Newman using the outside. The top banking off of turn number three. It's Michael Waltrip on
4: the charge. If they can get that draft linked up nose to tail real close together, they can do some business and move to the front of the field. So far, it is working. Michael's getting a lot of help right now from Dale Jr. He is literally pushing him back into turn number one. And they're about to move up on Jamie McMurray, who rides fifth.
0: Michael Waltrip throws the fake to the outside. Now dives low. A great move on Jamie McMurray to open the downstairs, and that'll move Waltrip to fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. out of the number six spot.
16: Now he'll dive even lower. Now he's going for the fourth spot. Michael Waltrip wheel to wheel, racing for the fourth position. He'll race alongside Mike Skinner, and the draft
2: kicks in down low. It is Waltrip and Earnhardt ganging up on Skinner in turn three. And Sadler, who rides third, looks in the mirror. Here comes Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. now comes to. Fifth. Fifth. Mike Skinner is in 6 6'5".
3: I think we've seen this movie before. Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr. linking up and going to work, thrashing the field. Here they come to the front of the pack. First junior has to get by Mike Skinner. That's a bit of a battle. Skinner has some drafting help from behind. They head back up to turn one.
0: Junior on the inside. Mike Skinner on the outside. Drafting help, respectively, from Ryan Newman down low. Jamie McMurray up high. Mike Skinner gets a little bit sideways midway in the backing, but comes back at him up
16: high. Truck four cars or single five they are wheel to wheel from there on back until Michael Waltrip darts out of line he's trying to get a run, trying to get some drafting help from Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll get some it's now they try to track
2: down and stalk Elliott Settler who rides third. And the battle is for fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the inside, Mike Skinner on the outside behind Junior it's Ryan Newman, behind Skinner it's McMurray and the dodge of Casey Kane.
4: So far the front four have done a good job of running a tight draft and pulling away but right now they're finding out that drafting help back from sixth place on is reeling them in as they work back into the corner. It is Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Elliott Sadler, Michael Waltrip, and Mike Skinner the top five. Talk about a lot of cars that are making good moves, but right now Mike Skinner's the man in turn two.
0: He is up to third place, Barney. He has fought out the tandem assault of the d up to third and looking for more
16: he is following the tire tracks of jeff Gordon and kurt bush he's in line and in position here's elliot sadler further back to look out of line
2: he's in fifth he's got ryan newman and four other cars stacked up behind him in turn three top 10 single file behind ryan newman kenny wallace then jamie mcmurray casey kane and jason leffler they're on back they're two and three wide
3: Best running currently of the drivers not locked into the Daytona 500 are Kenny Wallace, who's moved all the way up to the 7th position, and his brother Mike Wallace who's back in the 15th spot, but has plenty of company there in the form of Casey Mears, Greg Biffle, and another contender Johnny Sauter.
0: Sauter tried to reel in the Mike Wallace machine, put him in the rear view mirror, and earned himself a spot in the Daytona 500, but right now not having a lot of luck. Closer to the front. The battle for 5th is on, and the outside is Ryan Newman.
16: Ryan Newman sweeping around the outside of Elliott Sadler. He'll pick up position number five as Michael Waltrip
2: continues to advance forward. Waltrip now running fourth, closing in on the car of Mike Skinner who rides third. And just a little bit further back now, Kenny Wallace to the inside of the machine of Elliott Sadler behind him, Jamie McMurray. That's the first double file race and that is for the battle for the six spot.
13: This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers. The ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
4: Good race going on at 6th position right now as they come back down to the line. Ryan Newman, Kenny Wallace, Jamie McMurray all locked up in that pack of traffic a few minutes ago, a couple of laps ago. Dale Jr. almost got into the wall over in turns 1 and 2. Let's get a quick report out of his pit.
7: Barney, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has a handful. The car is very, very loose, so he's uh, hanging on to it, waiting for some pit action here so he can tighten that car up just a little bit, but uh, no problem just other than loose, and uh, as we said, Jr. just about bounced it off the wall down there between turns 1 and 2. Had
4: it tuned in pretty good there for a while working his way up into the top five, but all of a sudden now he's got to play catch-up again. The field's in three.
2: Here's Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Mike Skinner, Michael Walter, Ryan Newman, the top five to three. Right behind them, Elliott Sadler, McMurray, Jason Luffler, and Kyle Busch. All of those cars single file. Behind them, it is Kenny Wallace and Ricky Rudd. They're wheel-to-wheel. for the tenth
3: position. That's the first of the side-by-side racing as they come off turn four and back to the start-finish line completing lap 21 of 60 in this event. Back into the corner, Jeff Gordon Gordon shows the way, and Kurt Busch staying right in his tire tracks for now.
0: He runs in the second position. Mike Skinner alone in third, but it's heating up for the fourth spot. Ryan Newman continues to charge up that outside lane. He'll put a wheel to the high side on Michael Waltrip.
16: Looks like Elliott Sadler almost had a problem off turn two. Came out of the gas, was passed high and low. Now he's trying to find a way in line. He is down to the inside. He's been passed by five or six cars as the leaders race back to the corner.
2: And watching Elliott Sadler continuing to backslide. Travis Quappel works around him. Mike Waltrip Wallace, Greg Biffle all closing in on the machine of Elliott Sadler. He works the low side of the banking off turn four.
4: Elliot just trying to hold what he has for the moment as they work out a four and come back down to the line. A moment ago Michael Waltrip had drafting help from Dale Jr. and they were really doing some business getting up to the front of the field. Now without that help he's not gaining any ground but he's not losing any either as so they go back over to turn two.
0: Michael's now in the number five position. The man on the move though is Ryan Newman. He's put Waltrip in the rearview mirror now he pulls up on the back bumper of Mike Skinner takes a peek to the inside. Nothing there. Off two.
16: Falls in line behind Skinner. Riding in fourth position is Ryan Newman. See what he does midway down the back straightaway. He'll fall back off the back bumper of Mike Skinner by about a car length. As further back. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. making a move
2: down to the inside of Ricky Rudd in turn three. Good two-by-two battle up in turn number three. Dale Jr. on the bottom side of the racetrack. Got drafting help in the likes of Travis Quapple to his outside. It's Ricky Rudd and Casey Cain.
3: Paul Jr. had a problem a few moments ago. He did say the car was a bit loose. It must be tightening up, though, because he's coming to the front now trying to get by Ricky Rudd for ninth. Also, we told you Elliot Sadler had a possible problem. Let's check in his pit.
7: Joe, the problem on that car, he really hasn't said anything. The car got a little out of shape, and uh, he gathered it back in and has moved on. He hasn't said anything to the crew. Was complaining earlier, the car's just a little tight in, a little tight out. Maybe that's the problem, but uh, he has not reported anything back to the crew as to what happened there when he uh, fell off the pace momentarily on the back straightaway.
4: Front of the field is broken away now. About a seven-car draft working down the back stretch and heading over to turn number three. Let's set the running order for you. Here right now, it is Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Mike Skinner, Ryan Newman, and Michael Waltrip as the top five. Six, Jamie McMurray. Kyle Busch would be seventh. Jason Leffler, eighth. Ninth is Earnhardt Jr. And tenth is Ricky Rudd. Eleventh is Travis Quapple, Casey Kane shows in twelfth. Kenny Wallace, thirteenth. 14th, Mike Wallace, and Casey Mears make up the top 15.
3: Running 16th now is Mike Bliss. Elliot Sandler's fallen back. Uh, matter of fact, he's dropped back even more to the 20th position. We told you Mike Wallace was 16th, Greg Biffle 17th, Carl Edwards 18th, Dale Jarrett is 19th, Elliot Sadler's in 20th, followed by Kerry Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, Johnny Sauter, Ken Schrader, and Stanton Barrett completing the top 25 on the AutoZone leaderboard. In 26th is Randy LaJoy, Hermie Sandler 27th, and Morgan Shepard out of the event. 24 laps are down, 36 laps to go. Jeff Gordon continues to show the way. Right behind him is Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, and Michael Waltrip. Those four cars have broken away from fifth place Mike Skinner. Rest of the top ten now are Jamie McMurray, Jason Leffler, Casey Kane, Ricky Rudd, and Kyle Busch. So 28 laps are complete, 32 still to go. Adam Alexander, what are they saying about the pit stop window?
5: Well, Joe, 37-38 laps is about the maximum you can go. Some crew chief's a little hesitant to try to go that far because some of the issues that were with tires i think some of these guys may come in somewhere between lap 30 and 35 but one thing is for sure all these guys now well within the fuel window they come in now top off the fuel tank they will be good to go the distance Field is up in turn four.
2: And I think a lot of them are going to be looking for tires, Barney, as they are moved way up the bank, and they started out at the bottom of the racetrack, but they're all climbing towards the walls in Grand four. Yeah, the problem
3: see. for Kenny Wallace coming off turn four. Barney, he is slowed. Matter of fact, he slowed coming off turn number two, is now heading down to the pit lane. He was one of those drivers who would have to race into the Daytona 500. He was well on his way to doing that until whatever this problem occurred, we'll find out there in a few moments. Also, Dale Jarrett comes in to make a pit stop at lap number 29. Let's go first. First to the UPS Ford pit.
7: Pit activity here. Dale Jarrett brings the UPS Ford in. Looks like it's going to be four tires and fuel for the Robert Yates Racing Team. Also, we talked about just pitting two stalls in front of them. Kenny Wallace brings the Aaron's Dream Machine in. And I'm uh, not sure. We'll check and see if this is early or if this is a planned stop for both of these teams.
4: A couple of cars on pit road. And likely in the next four or five laps, we'll see just about the whole field into the pits. I don't think we're going to see too many two-tire changes here, Joe. With the fact that there had been some concern about the tires. So uh, here they come rolling out of turn number four, hitting pit road right now, and they will bring these cars into the pits at lap 31. Let's go down right now.
9: Leader Jeff Gordon comes in and hits his marks perfectly. They'll go to the right side of the leader, Jeff Gordon, also in at this end. Kurt Busch, they're around to the right side of his, as well as Ricky Rudd. Jeff Gordon around to the left side now. It'll be a four-tire and fuel stop for Jeff Gordon.
7: Let's go up to steep Jamie McMurray is in. Ryan Newman in Elliott Sadler in. Problems here on the Greg Biffle pit stop. Biffle slid the car through the pit area. Had to back it up. Also on this end of pit road, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in. Four tires and fuel for the Budweiser Chevy. On up to Adam Alexander. His teammate Michael Waltrip. Four tires and fuel. It was right side tires only for Casey Kane
5: after he overshot his pit when originally entering. Casey Mears is in. Johnny Sauter making a stop. Also on the pit lane, the Casey Mears car. He pulls the target Dodge
4: away and also coming down the pit lane Stanton Barrett getting four tires and fuel. Jamie McMurray having to get a push from his crew. Car apparently has stalled down there. They're trying to get it fired and get him back onto the racetrack, costing him a lot of time right now. Mike Bliss is making a stop also. Just about everybody else has been in and gone back onto the speedway. So with a full tank of fuel, Joe, and fresh rubber, we'll see how it stacks up here right now. The key so far to me has been nobody's been able to get a good draft going in that outside line. Uh, except Earnhardt Jr. and Michael Waltrip there in the early going, and once that's kind of split up, everybody else is just riding back there behind the top five.
3: And now that we've done pit stops and several on different uh, pit stop occasions, the field is broken up into several packs of racing. They're showing Jason Leffler as the race leader. However, he just made a stop so that will recycle around. We'll give you the leaderboard here in a moment. First, let's cover the story on Jamie McMurray. They pushed him a good ways down the pit road, but finally got that car fired.
7: Jamie McMurray was complaining that the car was just a little bit tight, came in for what was scheduled to be routine pit work. The car stalled on them. They had to push the thing 100 yards down pit road. Some of the target Dodge teammates, that's their race teammates, come out, started to push the car before it fired, just going down into the turn number one end of pit road.
3: And what was the situation on Kenny Wallace? They got uh, service taken care of there, and he seems to be up to speed now.
7: Kenny Wallace, from all appearances, that was a planned stop. They were just the first ones down pit road. They made four tires and fuel, and they're back out. And Kenny, as we've talked about, one of those guys trying to race his way into the 47th annual Daytona 500.
4: At the start-finish line, as they work their way back into the corner, it is Casey Kane, now the leader. Michael Waltrip is second. Randy LaJoy is third. Ryan Newman is fourth. And Kurt Busch is fifth. Let's go back to pit road.
5: And just want to follow up on our leader, uh, Barney. When Casey Kane came down the pit lane, they were planning to take four tires. But as we mentioned, he overshot his pit stall. They pushed him back, so they lost some time. So Tommy Baldwin Jr. made the call. Go with right-side tires only. It worked to get him off the pit lane quickest. We'll see how those right-side tires hold out over the course of the last 35 laps of this
3: one. After pit stops, Casey Kane leads. Michael Waltrip is second. Randy LaJoy is all the way up to third, but he's not come in on the second time. Of course, he did come in earlier. He could possibly roll the dice and go the rest of the way. That would put him into the great American race. LaJoy third. Ryan Newman fourth. Kurt Busch is fifth. Sixth is Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd is seventh. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ninth is Kyle Busch. And running tenth now, Travis Quappel with 27 laps to go. Michael Waltrip has taken over the top spot now. Leading Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon, and Casey Kane. Randy LaJoy came in and made a pit stop, so that has now moved up Kerry Earnhardt into one of those transfer positions if things stay like they are right now. Let's cover the stop for LaJoy. How bad was the damage from that early race crash, Adam?
5: Well, they got most of that repaired earlier, Joe. You had mentioned they may have an opportunity to roll the dice. They were doing that for as long as they could. A couple of pit stops the first five or six laps had them on a different sequence than everyone from a fuel standpoint, but this time coming in for routine service, they sent LaJoy on his way, and unfortunately, he didn't get the caution he would have liked to cycle himself up into the top ten.
4: That is too bad, too, because he does have a very good race car. He really drove his tail off there in the early going, got himself in a good position, then got caught up in that problem coming out of turn number four and found himself way back toward the tail end of the field, as he is right now, having to play catch-up here this afternoon. At the front of the field, it is still a four-car breakaway as they work over to turn two.
0: Front four have opened up a good deal of daylight between themselves and the fifth-place machine of Jamie McMurray. It's Michael Waltrip leading the way, Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, and Jeff Gordon.
16: Everyone staying in single-file formation among those front four. They have about a second, maybe two, over the Jamie McMurray car who rides in fifth. Casey Kane and Ricky Rudd in that draft with McMurray as they now head off the end of the super stretch.
2: And a lot of them all split up. Top four with a good bit of a distance back to Casey Kane who goes in the fifth spot. Ricky Rudd is sixth. They are drafting behind Jamie McMurray that rides one lap down. A 21 laps to go this afternoon.
3: Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. So for four lead changes among five drivers. Currently, Michael Waltrip leads the way over Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon, And Casey Kane, one caution flag has waved. That's when Randy LaJoy spun up in turn four on lap number four. Currently, 27 of the 28 starters still running. Only Morgan Shepard is out of today's race. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 80 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR Nextel Cup, Bush or Craftsman Truck Series event, be sure to visit one of the new blue MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying.
4: That's a pretty good scrambling going on a little bit further back in the field at about 17th position. We've been watching Greg Biffle, Kerry Earnhardt, Casey Mears, Mike Bliss, and Ken Schrader try to make up some ground on the rest of the field as Michael Waltrip continues to haul everyone around here. Ryan Newman is second. Kurt Busch is third. Jeff Gordon fourth. And Casey Kane is fifth pick him up in turn one.
0: Casey Kane riding in the number five spot. He's got the lap car of Jamie McMurray in front of him to break the draft and right behind him getting the shove from Ricky Rudd. All of them staying in line trying to reel in that lead group.
16: Leaders come to the super stretch. Michael Waltrip, Ryan Newman right behind him. Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon there the top
2: four. No one stepping out of line there. Everyone in nose to tail formation. And they have been that way for the last several laps. Riding in formation behind Michael Waltrip comes the dodge of Ryan Newman, the Ford of Kurt Busch and the Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon.
3: All-star stay in single file, realizing that's the way they can continue to move away from the rest of the pack here this afternoon. So a four-car breakaway, then another pack of three being led by the lapped car of Jamie McMurray after he had his problems there on the pit road. Then you've got Casey Kane and Ricky Rudd further back in the seventh spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Jarrett, Elliot Sadler, and Mike Skinner complete the top ten. Now we had a pit stop back around lap 30 to 31. Most of the cars came in. Adam Alexander, can they go the rest of the way, or do the teams have plans of coming in again
5: yeah no doubt about it Joe they can go the distance the only thing that would bring these guys back down the pit lane would be a caution flag and even at that point it may be a little bit questionable but everyone who came in lap 30 31 those guys well within the fuel window and if this thing stays green you better believe this thing gonna be decided on the racetrack.
4: We're watching to see how much ground Casey Kane, Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt Jr. riding back there, fifth, sixth, and seventh will make up this time around. They were about a full three seconds behind Michael Waltrip, the leader, a moment ago. We'll look at right now. They lost about two tenths of a second that round as Casey Kane and the group are losing ground to the front four. Front four again heads over to turn number two.
0: And those leaders, Barney, showing no indication of doing anything crazy. Not going to get double wide. Not going to allow this to turn into a six or seven man dance. They'll work it off turn, too. Yeah,
16: now Jeff Gordon drops out of line. They're side by side for third now. Here's Gordon down to the inside. Kurt Busch topside. Gordon with a fender out in front. Jeff Gordon now will go to third, and Bush falls back in line in
2: fourth. And so much for patient. Just a lap ago, Ryan Newman slid up the bank, and Kurt Bush probably could have taken a position away, let Ryan duck back in line but then Jeff Gordon returns a favor and puts Trouble
0: in turn number two, Randy LaJoy is around, the car breaks away all by itself he grabs a handful of steering wheel, gets it back under control on the apron has the car rolling again with trouble on the nose after he came down onto the off the banking onto the apron of the racetrack
4: That's the second caution flag this afternoon it's the second time that Randy LaJoy has been involved in it over there, looping the car around to bring out the yellow flag on lap 43 and there are going to be an awful lot of drivers. Glad to see this.
3: Barney, indeed, this is going to be a big break for a number of drivers there. We talked about Kenny Wallace slowing before that pit stop, spending extra time on pit road. He had drifted all the way back in the pack and was way behind everyone else, trying to work his way back up and get a transfer spot into the 500, currently shown in 23rd. That'll bunch him back up there, but of course, it will also bunch up there. Other drivers trying to get in, like uh, Johnny Sauter, Stanton Barrett, and uh, Mike Wallace, who currently is shown in the 13th position. So a big break for those guys trying to work their way into the 500.
4: Let's go back over to turn two and see what the situation is over there again.
0: Single car incident, Barney Randy LaJoy, the rear end of the car just jumped out from under him about midway between turns one and two. Did a nice job of getting the car back under control, but as it rolled down off the 31 degree banking onto the flat apron, did a good deal of damage to the front valence. Randy LaJoy will limp his way back around to pit road.
4: See how many cars elect to come onto the pits right now if pit road is open. Looks like quite a few of them are diving down to the apron of the racetrack and will come in to take advantage of this caution flag. As we said, that is the second time this afternoon the yellow flag has been displayed to the field. Randy LaJoy getting together with Carl Edwards on lap number four put us under caution at that time. Here they come into the pits. Michael Waltrip will lead them down. Ryan Newman, Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Casey Kane at the front of the field as they work their way down pit road. Let's go now to Steve Post.
7: Ryan Newman, the first one to hit his mark. It's going to be four tires and fuel. The
4: all Dodge has been very,
7: very good. Little problem getting into his pit box for Elliot Sadler as he brings Robert Yates, m Ford in. Also Kyle Petty in. Greg Biffle, uh, we talked about the problem he had in his pit stop sliding through the pits. This is a chance for them to redeem themselves, get back to track position. Dale Jarrett in and Kenny Wallace. What a break for that team. They're back in the hunt for the Daytona 500. On up to Adam Alexander. Looked like
5: it was right side tires only for Mike Skinner. He's going to be the first off the pit lane. Michael Waltrip, four tires and fuel. Casey Kane, twice in a row now, has overshot his pit area. He got four tires and fuel. Casey Mears was in. Mike Bliss also making a stop,
9: along with Stanton Barrett. To Preston Root. Jeff Gordon comes in, changes four tires, as well as Kurt Busch. Those guys had a solid top five put together, decided to take on tires. Also in Ricky Rudd and Mike Wallace, right on the cusp of making the 500. Carl Edwards and Kerry Earnhardt as well end at the entrance to Pit Road.
3: Randy LaJoy is taking his car back in the Nextel Cup garage. I guess he's done for the day. Tough break for him trying to get into the great American race. Jamie McMurray good break for him because he was the first car a lap down after his problems on Pit Road on that last stop. He's back on the tail end of the lead lap. This will help his chances considerably. Here comes the field working off turn four back to the start finish line where they will see the signal one lap to go before we get the race back underway but it's short one car. Elliott's Sadler
7: has gone behind the wall. Steve Post, not the kind of walk I want to have with Todd Parrott, crew chief for the M and M's Ford. Todd, what put you out of today's race?
15: Uh, well, it just uh, got in the pits a little hot. Forty-nine car came around it, didn't have no way to get out, had to back up, and uh, got it hung between gears. And when he jammed it back into first, it uh, not transmission out of it, just uh, a bad deal. We had, we had a pretty good car. I uh, just had, uh, you know, the pits are just so tight; it's just tough.
7: That's Todd Parrott. Very disappointed today as uh, they've ended early here in the Gatorade's duels at Daytona. All
9: right, let's check in with Preston Root. Let's see if we can get a quick word with Robbie Loomis up on the pit box. Jeff Gordon's crew chief. And uh, Robbie, the four tires that you guys just took on, what you needed, what you wanted, and do you have a little bit something for them at the end here? Yeah, the DuPont Chevrolet's hand on great. This pit crew fired a great pit stop right there. So we're real excited. We're just going to uh, see what we get here. All right, that's Robbie Loomis. These guys, really all the guys at this End of Pit Road that took on four tires is what they wanted. They really didn't need them, but they had the opportunity and uh, Robbie Loomis and Jeff Gordon, very happy with that 24 Chevrolet.
4: Showing four cars going to the garage right now. Elliott Sadler, the latest of those, taking his car back behind the wall. Randy LaJoy is out of the event. So is Hermie Sadler and Morgan Shepard. As they get ready to go back to green, this is the way they'll restart. Johnny Sauter is now the leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will restart second. Mike Skinner, third. Kyle Bush, fourth. Jeff Gordon, fifth. Ryan Newman 6th, Michael Waltrip 7th, Mike Wallace will be 8th, and Kurt Busch is ninth. and 10th is Ricky Rudd. 11th shows as Jason Leffler, 12th to Dale Jarrett, 13th Casey Kane, 14th is Casey Mears, Carl Edwards make up the top 15. Running
3: 16th on the restart is Travis Quapple 17th is Kyle Petty, Kerry Earnhardt is 18th, 19th to Greg Biffle, and 20th is Ken Schrader. Mike Bliss lines up in 21st for the restart. Stanton Barrett, 22nd, Kenny Wallace, 23rd, Jamie McMurray, 24th, and Elliott Sadler behind the wall. Shown 25th, Randy LaJoy, Hermie Sadler, and Morgan Shepard as Barney told you also behind the wall. Now with 13 laps to go in part one of the Gatorade Duel. As of this moment, the two drivers who've raced their way into the Daytona 500 are Johnny Sauter, who's leading, and Mike Wallace, who in eighth, but again, still 13 laps to
4: go. Green flag goes back in the air. They set sail. Johnny Sauter takes them off to turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mike Skinner, Kyle Busch trying to get a little draft going there behind him to chase him down as they hit the front straightaway and wind out the restrictor plate engines. See a little double wide racing now back at about ninth position in turn one.
0: Down on the bottom of the racetrack, Kurt Busch will make a move to the inside of Mike Wallace. Right behind him comes Ricky Rudd. At the front of the pack, Dale Earnhardt Jr. beginning to heat things up now for Johnny
16: Sauter. Took a look to the outside all turn two, found no room to race. Instead, he'll fall in line behind Johnny Sauter. It's Sauter, Earnhardt, then Mike Skinner. Three
2: car lengths back to Kyle Busch, who runs in the fourth position, and Jeff Gordon rounds out the top five. And right behind Gordon comes Ryan Newman, then comes Kurt Busch, Michael Waltrip, Wallace, and Ricky Rudd. Single Kyle freight train coming off of turn number four. Junior takes a look outside of the leader.
3: Junior just peeps to the outside, sees there's no chance to make a move, and he has no drafting help. He'll get back in line. At the end of that pack, Kyle Kyle Bush looks down low for an opportunity, knowing he's got his teammate Jeff Gordon behind, who would help if he stepped out there.
0: But Mike Skinner's been a tough customer all afternoon long, and he is not going to make it easy for Kyle Bush. Bush has to fall back in line right behind him in fifth. It continues to be Jeff Gordon, but now he's feeling the heat all alone upstairs. Here comes Ryan
16: Newman. Ryan Newman steps to the outside lane. He'll hang Jeff Gordon out to dry. Gordon now with no drafting help. Newman tries the crossover, tries to come back inside of Bush.
2: Bush blocks him. Newman now off almost runs into the backside of Bush now goes to the high side. He's going to bring Kurt Bush with him. Ryan Newman strong on the outside going to the top side draws even with Bush on the inside now Kurt drops to the inside lens drafting help with his brother.
4: Ryan Newman had a good run in the Bud shootout here on Saturday night. He's got a good car out here again today working his way up to the front of the field. He's in the outside line with three cars directly ahead. They're trying to pull away from Dale Jr. as they go back to turn one. And
0: the Bush brothers are making some hay in that inside lane Kyle Bush with drafting help from Big Brother Kurt goes to third underneath Mike Skinner. He's got Junior in the crosshairs. Kyle Bush to the number two spot. Behind
16: them, three wide. Jeff Gordon up the middle is going to hang Ryan Newman out to dry. Now here's Gordon. He's still going to force the three wide
2: issue. It's Mike Skinner stuck to the outside. Gordon in the middle. Bush on the bottom. Three wide race for fourth in turn three. And they're three wide right behind them with Mike Wallace in the middle. Down low is Michael Waltrip. Top side is Ryan Newman. Two rows deep. Three wide racing at Daytona. Ten laps to go. Go in the first race
3: of the Gatorade Duel, and what a wild one this is. Johnny Sauter shows the way at the stripe. It is Kyle Busch down on the
0: inside, trying to pick off the second spot from Dale Earnhardt Jr., and it's three wide from there on back. Jeff Gordon is in the middle. Kurt Busch on the bottom. Mike Skinner topside. Then three more rows of three deep action behind them. As we come down to crunch time, it's heating up as they work to the back straightaway.
16: Johnny Sauter all by himself leads the way. Double wide for second. Busch down to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Behind them, three wide, two rows deep. Now it gives way as Bush comes out of the throttle. That's Kurt, allows Jeff Gordon to have the inside lane. Now Earnhardt
2: gets freight trained inside and out. And he's going to lose two, now four, maybe five spots. Here comes Kurt, Bush to the inside. Mike Wallace to the inside. Junior's hung up in the middle and going
4: backwards. Hard nose racing going on as the laps wind down in this first of the Gatorade duels. They come down to the line. We are down to nine laps to go. Again in that outside groove. Kyle Busch, Mike Skinner on the front row right now. Three wide again as they go all the way over to turn two,
0: and here's the battle for the lead. Mike Skinner climbs the banking, but Johnny Sauter drives it deep to the inside. He'll hold on to the lead. Kyle Busch now to the bottom. That's the battle for second. Kurt Busch and Jeff Gordon get together. Everybody hangs on off turn two.
16: Almost turned them around and wadded up the whole field, but everybody hangs on as the race for second continues down the back stretch. Johnny Sauter, the leader, darts down to
2: the inside. Skinner's got ahead of steam. Here goes Mike Skinner challenging for the lead at Daytona. And Ryan Newman had been well back. Now he's back up behind Mike Skinner, trying to push Skinner by Sauter for the race lead. Off turn number four, new leader Mike Skinner. Skinner gets some drafting
3: help from Ryan Newman. They work that outside lane and go to the top two spots, bringing Dale Jr. along to third. Casey Mears gets fourth. They drop Johnny Sauter back to sixth as they go back to turn one.
0: Sauter just try to scramble now and hang on and make the Daytona 500. There's trouble in turn one. One car up the banking. Casey Kane slams the outside retaining wall. Carl Edwards also involved in it. Everybody else gets through as Casey Kane rips the wall in turn number one.
4: Caution is on the speedway. It'll come out at lap 52, and again, a couple of cars getting in trouble just going off on the apron of the racetrack in turn one. Let's go back over there.
0: Casey Kane has got the worst of the damage, Barney, as he limps down on the apron with heavy right front damage. Carl Edwards showing some smoke off his car. I believe Mike Wallace got a piece of it as well. There's some cosmetic damage on the left rear corner of the Mike Wallace machine.
4: Joe, I was just about to say, there's no way they going to run the way they have the last two laps for the final ten laps here without making some contact and something breaking loose and it just did. They
3: were running three wide, three rows deep for a while there in the middle of the pack and there were some awful uh, anxious drivers there trying to work their way back closer to the front of the field and of course other drivers trying to keep them behind them so uh, it was just a matter of time before something broke loose. Just before that a couple laps Dave Moody, there was a close call there in front of you off turn two between Kurt Busch and Jeff Gordon.
0: Yeah there was indeed Joe and if you want the evidence just look at the Right side door on Kurt Busch's Ford. It's got a big black tire mark on it, courtesy of the Jeff Gordon machine, as they got a little too close to comf- for comfort at the exit of turn two.
4: Casey Kane took a wild ride, went right up through about five or six cars. Lucky he didn't make a lot more contact than they did down there. And Dave Moody, it looked like he just suddenly from nowhere from the outside lane shot down to the bottom of the, almost to the apron of the racetrack.
0: Somebody got into the wall, Barney, may have gotten bumped from behind going into turn number one. And then it was the old accordion scenario where people check up. The guys in the middle are at the mercy of the guys behind them because someone gets turned head on into the wall. That time it was Casey Kane who did a wild backward slide up the banking in the face of traffic. Some outstanding moves further back to keep that from becoming a bigger incident than it was.
4: We're watching Casey as he brought his car down on the apron of the racetrack off turn number four and will now take it into the garage. Still under the yellow flag for the third time this afternoon. Again, Casey Kane making a little contact with about two other cars over in the corner. Carl Edwards got a piece of that also. Why don't we take a sweep through the pits right now, brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR, and update some of the stories. Well,
5: one of the guys we need to talk to is Jimmy Pinland, crew chief for Mike Skinner. Came down here with no sponsor, qualified on speed. Argent Mortgage has come on board, and he's leading the race with about five laps to go, Jimmy. Talk about the run so far and what he needs to do to hold them off.
17: Boy, I don't know. I don't know how you can believe that. We have, uh, it was hard getting down here. There's a lot of great people at Bill Davis Race and uh, Terry Ellidge Motors to get us down here.
14: And, and to come down here and run this good with Mike Skinner, it's awesome. And uh, I'd like to thank.
17: Uh, a lot of people to get us here, Argent Mortgage Company, and uh,
2: we we'll see how this thing shakes out. Uh, looks like we go to green, back to green, be about four to go. Who
5: made the call to take two tires on that last stop, Jimmy?
17: Well, it was our only hope. Uh, we were riding about 10th there, and we needed uh, need to take a gamble there. And two, Our tires looked good from the stop before, so we decided to gamble and take it.
5: Two tire stop has Mike Skinner in the lead in the midsection of pit road and Steve Post.
7: Adam, we're standing atop the Alltel Dodge War Wagon here with uh, Matt Borland, crew chief. Matt, you guys have an awful good car. You passed a lot of cars here today at Daytona.
17: Yeah, the car's been running great. The Alltel Dodge's uh, been real good today. We're happy with it, and uh, guys behind the
7: wall have just had awesome pit stops all day. And uh, hopefully, we can bring this hunting home in uh, Victory Lane. You passed a lot of cars today. What do you need to do, or what does Ryan need to do to pass that one more? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what he figures out here. Uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll give it a shot and see what happens. That's Matt Boylan, crew chief of the all Dodge. They started 16th, race forward, have had a couple good pit stops, and right now they're in the second spot. On down to Preston route. Carl Edwards has made two stops at this end of pit road after that
9: incident over there in turns one and two. They've been working mainly on the front to get the aerodynamics back, also on the right-hand side. Got to keep your eye on down here, Kurt Busch. He's currently running in the sixth spot. He's run up as far as second today. Kurt Busch made an air tire repression, air- pressure adjustment on that last four-tire stop. He's ready to go for the end of this thing.
3: See what happened to Johnny Sauter. He was leading one of the fastest cars out there, and now he's got some problems. Adam?
5: Yeah, it was a great gamble by Tony Liberati and the crew, Joe. They actually decided on that last pit stop to stay on the racetrack rather than coming down pit lane. Had the lead for a number of laps, but as you said, slid back through the field, and Tony Liberati going to crawl down off the war wagon here, and we'll see if we can slide in and get a word with Tony in just a moment. Tough break for Johnny Sauter trying to make the 500 one of those drivers uh trying to drive his way in unfortunately after being in position late in the race it doesn't work out and now we'll see if we can grab a word with tony tony uh what was the problem there obviously it looked like you guys were in position to make the 500
17: Uh, johnny drove the wheels off of it as well as the motor out of it i mean he was wheeling it doing all he could do and um and it just it just gave up we don't know sure why it was we're a little bit aggressive with the gear we're a little bit aggressive how we was racing but we had to be and um, and it just let go on us and uh, Ernie Yellowbeard's good, good engines and, um, and, uh, and uh, the chassis, everything was working okay for us today, and we was we was ready to transfer into 500, and um, and we just gave up.
4: That's crew chief Tony Liberati. Pace car about to move on to pit road. They'll cut them loose right now at lap 56, and that will give us four laps to settle it here this afternoon in the first of the Gatorade duels. Mike Skinner shows the way. Ryan Newman, Earnhardt Jr., Casey Mears, and Michael Walter up the top five. Green flag goes in the air, and what a job Mike Skinner has done thus far. He's at the front of the field right now. Will he be there when the checkered flag comes down? So far, it is single-file racing into turn one, About uh, almost back through the top 12. That won't last very long.
0: Mike Skinner gets a good jump, about five car lengths advantage as they hit the banking in turn one and two. Ryan Newman with a similar advantage over Dale Earnhardt Jr., but now they begin to tighten up as they come up to full saw off turn two.
16: Mike Skinner hugging the inside line off turn two, now taking up to the top side of the racetrack. Got a great restart. Question is, is it too good? Here comes Ryan Newman and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Full head of steam, but it's Mike Skinner
2: leading the way, at least for now. Top ten, single file, Jr. peeking inside Ryan Newman. Newman throws the block right up behind Mike Skinner. Almost made contact. They'll stay that way as they
3: come off turn four. Tight pack of cars coming off turn four down to the line. Three laps to go. Right now, Mike Wallace would be in the Daytona 500. He's running 11th, but not so sure about Kerry Earnhardt and Mike Wallace. They're running nose to tail. Also, Kenny Wallace in
0: that pack trying to get into the great American race. They're in turn one. That is a big-time tussle right now. Mike Wallace and Kerry Earnhardt have the spots, but here comes Kenny Wallace digging downstairs right behind the Travis with
16: machine. Kenny Wallace out of the inside. Travis Quapple directly ahead. They form the draft on the inside lane. Mike Wallace out in front of that battle. Here's Kerry Earnhardt. He'll sweep around Quapple, but Kenny Wallace breaks out of the line. to the to jam it
2: in 3-1 as they race into 3. And is going to be the one that's going to be in the middle, and now he is going backwards. Now Mike Wallace and Kerry Earnhardt side-by-side side in the banking and turn number 4 right in front of Greg Biffle
4: going to get furious between now and the checkered flag as they work their way back down to the start-finish line. The scramble's going on from fifth place right now. Ricky Rudd is trying to take it away as they haul it off into turn number one. Today who's having a good run also is Kyle Busch. He's had his car in there handling very well. Let's see what he does over in turn two.
0: He's running the run and goes to the bottom on the Casey Mears machine. That's the battle for seventh. Now second place heating up. Ryan Newman to the inside on Dale
16: Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. climbs the banking off turn two. He'll put the car of Ryan Newman behind him. Here's Michael Waltrip on Junior's back bumper. Junior's got ahead of steam. Junior to the outside, side by side for the lead in three.
2: The teammates have hooked up top side of Daytona. Junior to the outside with Michael Waltrip all by himself. On the bottom is Mike Skinner off of turn number four. They are wheel to wheel for the lead.
4: Coming down to the white flag. Who is it going to be when they come back for the checkered flag? The scramble is for the lead right now. Mike Skinner trying to hold on to it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has his favorite drafting partner. Michael Waltrip trying to push him around as they go to turn one on the final lap. The cards
0: are heavily stacked against Mike Skinner, and he's going to drop all the way back to third. Junior goes to the lead on the outside. Michael Waltrip goes to second. Mike Skinner then side-by-side, for side, Busch and Ryan Newman.
16: Newman and Bush side-by-side side for fourth, halfway down the back straightaway, half a lap to go. Here's Ricky Rudd looking down
2: low, almost going to stack them three wide. Newman's going to crowd him. Here's Newman, he'll grab fourth. This Bush is stuck out on the outside lane. Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Busch all in that battle for fifth, but up front it is Dale Earnhardt, Jr. He started 21st looking for the checkers. Dale
3: Earnhardt Jr. looking to notch up another win at Daytona. Here he comes down to the line, but a challenge now to the outside. Michael Waltrip pulls even. Michael Waltrip wins the first race of the Gatorade duel today at Daytona. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finishes in second. Mike Skinner finishes in third. Ryan Newman fourth and fifth to Ricky Rudd. What an outstanding finish to this, the first race of the Gatorade Duel. The drivers who raced their way into the Daytona 500 unofficially are Kenny Wallace and Kerry Earnhardt. They've made it into the field for the Great American Race. Michael Waltrip has picked up the win. And let me correct the two drivers who have made it into the Daytona 500. They are Mike Skinner and Kenny Wallace, based on speeds turned by Mike Skinner during qualifying last Sunday afternoon. But at a very exciting finish to the end of that first one there, Barney.
4: I'll tell you what, they were racing three wide around there. I would have bet, in fact, I was trying to bet you a couple of dollars out of that last lap they would not come back the way they were racing about as furious as you possibly can here at Daytona. Right now heading down to victory lane is Michael Waltrip. We'll get his thoughts here in just a moment. Uh, again, the, unofficially the top five finishers. Michael Waltrip wins. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished second. Mike Skinner ran third. Ryan Newman was fourth. And Ricky Rudd make up the top five.
3: Let's go trackside and see if we can hear from some of the top five finishers.
7: Ryan Newman, a strong fourth-place finish here at uh, Daytona. Ryan passed a lot of cars today. What did you learn, though, out there?
14: Uh, we learned we had a top-five car with our all Dodge Charger all day long, and that's important for us here at Daytona. That hasn't uh, happened a whole lot of times. So uh, really happy about that. Uh, i got to thank everybody at Penske Racing for all they do and fans for coming out, and uh, just uh, look forward to the 500 for once.
7: Pretty wild racing out there over the last few laps. A, a, a lot of excitement for uh, for you guys racing for that top spot.
14: Yeah, we had a really great race up there, and uh, Junior in the uh, 15 car uh, kind of tagged up to, uh, and uh, got got by me and got by Skinner, and uh, I watched a heck of a race there for the star finish line at the
7: checkered flag. That's Ryan Newman looking forward to Sunday's Daytona 500.
4: Let's see if we can catch up with either Ricky Rudd or maybe Mike Skinner or Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, Barney caught up with Ricky Rudd fifth place.
9: You worked your way from the back to the front, I think, more than once. How was it out there?
4: Well, we, you know, we had a pretty good start position. Started uh, fifth and ended up fifth, but uh, I wish it was that simple. Like I so say, uh, the guys did a great job. Our motorcraft Taurus was a little bit too tight. Uh, it'd get to pushing a little bit late in the run, and uh, they kept tweaking on it, tweaking on it. It's not quite there yet, but it was pretty racy there at the end. We just need just a little bit more.
9: You know, one of the things we've talked about since Speed Weeks has started is tires. The Goodyear's that were underneath you today, do you have some prediction on how they how did they go through the race and everything okay with them?
10: Well, we've been really pleased with these Goodyear tires. We haven't seen any trouble. You know, knock
4: on wood, we haven't had any problems. And uh, I think Goodyear's on top of it. You know, I don't think we saw that much today. Um, So luckily, it's been happening in practice, and hopefully, you know, they got a handle on it. Goodyear's pretty smart about it. So, uh, again, we haven't seen any trouble, and uh, just like say, uh, happy birthday to my my dad. He's 80 years old back home today listening, and uh, my son, Landon, is on the way home home from a field trip.
9: Goodyear seems to have things in order down here. Nice, predictable tire wear today for Ricky Rudd. He finishes fifth.
5: Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. And the celebration is on. Michael Waltrip has climbed from the Napa Chevrolet. Michael, what a move at the start-finish line.
1: I, have, I plan out moves like that all the time, and they never work. So I was, <laughs> I was a little surprised that it actually came together. But um, my plan was just to bail off Dale Jr. a little bit on the back straightaway and give him, uh, give him a little bit of a gap between us and hoping that Skinner would come to me and push. Mike had such a fast car that um, that's the way it worked out. He gave me a good push, and I had a good enough handling car where I didn't wash out off four. I was able to hang right by Jr., got a little side air off of him, and uh, and made it around him. Talk about the day
5: in itself. You guys uh, were kind of a, a yo-yo. You came to the front, went to the back, and made your way up again. How did the car handle in the draft today?
1: It handled great. Uh, it was a great car all day long. It's been a great car ever since we started testing it. I complain a lot about a chassis here at Daytona because I know the importance. I haven't been able to complain about this one much. It just sticks to the racetrack really good. And uh, we, uh, we knew after yesterday that we would be a force on, on – uh, on the 120 on the 150s today and on sunday so um, now the whole world knows it unfortunately how important was it to start off this way with new crew chief tony Urey jr i like to impress them because they've been impressing me all winter you know so i was hoping i could do something good today to give them something to smile about it's been a it's been a great off season for me i ran the las vegas marathon we raised close to a million dollars for the camp and um Got a new team, and, and we go test, and we try new things and different things, and everything just seems to be falling into place with our team. And NAPA's been a great sponsor of NASCAR Racing, so I'm uh, glad to get to victory lane in Daytona again. Uh, I think, uh, how many of these y'all won in a row? Huh? I don't know. They went a lot of 125, so I had to win another one.
5: And for Michael Waltrip, win number two in a qualifying race. He did it in 2002, and he's done it again today. Michael Waltrip celebrating in victory lane.
4: And our congratulations to Michael Waltrip as the celebration continues down in Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of the Daytona International Speedway. Let's go back and see if we can catch up with Mike Skinner or Dale Earnhardt Jr. Bonnie, we've
7: caught up with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Second place run today on Sunday. The DEI teams were counted out, but uh, you guys had an awful strong run today.
8: Yeah, the only way I got up there was from Michael. He shoved me all the way up to the front there, and uh, he had a real, real good car. And uh, he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do there at the end to win a race.
7: And he did at the uh, at, at the end of the race. There's been a lot of talk. You can't pass the leader, but it looks like that might not be the case.
8: Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised how bad the tires got. The tires went away real bad, real fast. I got real loose, almost crashed a couple times. Tires just get real terrible after about 20 laps, and uh, so it'd be pretty easy to pass. I think. Guys will be coming in for four tires every cha- every stop every chance they get.
7: You looking forward to Sunday's 500? Well, I got to get my car a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. a second place finish here at Daytona.
4: And Mike Skinner had quite
9: a day. See if we can get a word with him. Yeah, Mike Skinner, Barney had a great run today. Led a half a dozen or so laps. Mike, uh, I'll yeah, got to be awful best. happy with that car.
18: Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know this this guys these guys are kind of a make makeshift deal and uh, Jimmy Penlin and. Uh, Derek, everybody's really worked hard on this car, and all the guys, I want to thank Scott Wimmer and all the guys on the 22, because he's had to loan us some of his guys and the truck guys, everybody's put a lot of effort in this thing, and uh, uh, you know it's not expected to come down here without the, the big $15 million sponsorship and run like this, but Bill Davis has put me in a good car, Terry Elledge and all his guys back at the engine shop has put a heck of an engine under the hood of this thing.
9: When you're leading like that, you look up in the rearview mirror, see Earnhardt Jr., see Michael Waltrip, see all those guys coming. Up. Is there anything you could do? I saw you try to move to the outside through the trioval. Is there anything left to do?
18: Well, I could have wrecked us all up there, but that wasn't going to do any of us any good. And uh, you know, as long as Ryan was there, we were okay. And and Dale got beside Ryan one lap too early. If it would have been the last lap, he wouldn't have never got the momentum to get by us. By the time we got to the line, I. A few years ago little uh, dale and i had a real close race in this exact same race and i felt like uh, he was going to be more educated than he was back then he's won a lot of these restrictor plate races and i knew he was going to be hard to beat but uh, michael come up there uh you know i just i said heck i'm sitting duck what can you do I sit here and i uh, hope you finish third
9: mike skinner a little bit surprised but very pleased with a fifth place a third place finish excuse me
3: Good run for Mike Skinner here this afternoon. Again, a deal that has came together very, very recently. Let's uh, see if we can hear from Kenny Wallace, who's raced his way into the 500.
7: Well, Joe, as you can imagine, the celebration is on here. Kenny Wallace, he's in the (laughs)
10: Daytona 500. Kenny, talk about your day. I'm just, I am so emotionally drained right now. I started to cry. I took a deep breath. I mean, I'm just, I just can't, I mean, I believe it, you know. There was so much pressure, you know, Michael Walter, my car owner, did the best he could. This is a used DEI car. It's a DEI motor. We've been beat up so much all week down here. I'm so glad Michael won the race. You know, and, and we're just gonna celebrate tonight like darn it, like we should. You know, I made the Daytona 500. Only two spots left. And I, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, I'm 41 years old, but I feel like I'm 17 years old, and I just came through the gate. I'm so excited. Midway through that race, it did not look good. What were your thoughts when that caution flag was waving? I was depressed beyond belief. I, just, I could not believe how bad I felt. And then I love Randy LaJoy to death, but he blew a motor right in front of me, and I thanked the good Lord. He wasn't going to be in it. And he was down a lap. When he blew that motor, I said, oh, thank to God. And I made it around his oil. And then I didn't think I was going to be able to catch him. I was behind Stanton Barrett. And then we had the caution, and I barely made it past the caution. If you watch the replay, my quarter panel barely made it by him. And then I had a run coming down on the white flag lap. I must have been running 220 mile an hour. And I jerked that thing left. It was a move Dale Earnhardt did in the IROC car one year. And I looked in my little mirror on the left side, and I said, I can do it. I made it four wide. Casey Mears didn't chop down on me. And, you know, I beat the 33 by 100 foot. That's how, that's how, that's, that was drama, man. Kenny Wallace is in the Daytona 500. Let's look at the full field rundown on the
3: AutoZone leaderboard from race one of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona.
10: Michael Waltrip wins,
4: finishing second, Earnhardt Jr., third, Mike Skinner, fourth goes to Ryan Newman, Ricky Rudd, fifth, Kurt Busch, sixth, Jeff Gordon was seventh, Jamie McMurray finished eighth, Kyle Busch was ninth, and tenth goes to Kenny Wallace. Kerry Earnhardt was eleventh, Jason Leffler, twelfth, Greg Biffle, thirteenth, Travis Quappel fourteenth, Carl Edwards finished 15th, Mike Wallace gets 16th, Casey Mears was 17th, Stanton Barrett ran 18th, Ken Schrader 19th, and Kyle Petty was 20th. 21st will go to Dale Jarrett, 22nd to Mike Bliss, Johnny Sauter was out of the event, he's showing 23rd. All these cars were in the garage when the checkered flag came down. 23rd was Johnny Sauter, 24th was Casey Kane, Hermie Sadler, 25th, Elliot Sadler, 26th, Randy LeJoy, 27th, and Morgan Shepard, first car out, finishes 28th.
3: Now the second race of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona is now lined up on the pit lane, getting set to go again, very similar, exact the same length as the first event, 150 miles, 60 laps. And again, there's nine drivers in this field trying to race their way into the Daytona 500. Let's go trackside. First, Adam Alexander.
5: Kevin Harvick starts on the outside of row one, a third-place finish and a fourth-place finish at Daytona in the 500. What's your game plan here this afternoon in the qualifying race, Kevin?
19: Well, I think pit strategy is going to play a big part in it and just uh, when you pit and how many cautions come out and all those things. So I uh, can't make any mistakes on pit road, and we'll race hard on the racetrack and get everything we can there. So I uh, just don't need to make any mistakes.
5: You and I talked about the fact that you guys didn't come down here and test. You come out and lay down an unbelievable lap in qualifying the other day. How has this car reacted to the draft this week?
19: The car's been good in the draft. Uh, it was a little on the loose side in the first session, and then uh, as the day went on, it just got a little bit tight. But uh, the handling has been pretty good. We got a pretty thick notebook on this car from all of last year and all the testing that we've done with it. So uh, Jim Goodwin Chevrolet, you have to wait and see, but it's been pretty good so far. It's actually a couple of
5: fourth-place finishes for Kevin Harvick in the Daytona 500. He did it in 03 and 04 on the outside of row one in our second qualifying race today. Steve Post.
7: Standing here with Jimmy Johnson. He's going to lead the field to green here. Uh, Jimmy, won the Budweiser shootout on Saturday night, and you said your Daytona 500 car was better than that car. You had the chance yesterday for a couple practice sessions. Do you still make that statement?
14: Uh, I think so. I mean, the conditions are a lot different in the shootout. We were at night. The track has a lot of grip. And really yesterday, as soon as we hit the track for the the dual practice, everybody had their hands full, us included. So I still think we're better. I think this car is better. Uh, But it's going to be exciting. I think the race uh, that just ran before us kind of showed that handling is really important. And after everybody had a chance to work on it after the first pit stop, the competition stepped back up and we had our normal race. But it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I know so Monte Carlo has been running good, we'll be in
7: good shape. One of your teammates in the earlier race, Kyle Busch, your crew chiefs talked to each other or anything. Did you guys monitor? Have you learned anything from that first race listening to those guys and what happened to them?
14: Yeah, on my way out to the race car, I saw Chad running the other way towards the 5 and the 24. So I'm sure he's pulling some information from those guys. Uh, and I know he was down in their pits and all. So we're definitely trying to learn what we can, adjust the tire pressures for the start of this race uh, so that we're at least where they finished because I know they had to make some big adjustments on the first stop.
7: That's Jimmy Johnson. He'll lead the field to green here today. Swing over to Preston Root. Joe Nemechek will
9: start on the inside of row number two. Joe, since speed week started, even clear back to January, you guys have been the talk. Awful awful good runs lately. How's the car for today?
15: Well, yeah, I think I think we're pretty good. Uh, the U.S. Army Chevy's good. Uh, you know, my teammates, uh, Scott Riggs and Boris said, are, are very good, too, in their cars. And that was a pretty wild first race there. So we're just going to, you know, hopefully we can get up front and just stay up there, uh, you know, we saw a couple guys, right front tires. You know, we had one yesterday. We're still not sure what's going on there. I know I'm pretty pretty happy with my car the way it's been driving. So if it drives like it's been the last couple uh, couple times I've been out, we should have a great day.
9: you guys make any last-minute plans after you talked to maybe some of the guys or watched the first 150 qualifier? Saw that the top side, especially in the draft, was a little bit quicker than the bottom in some cases. you guys talk at all about hooking up with teammates?
15: Oh Yeah, I mean, if, if the three of us, the three teammates here can get hooked up together, we'll do that. Uh, it's just one of those things. you got to wait and see how it all, all works out. But, uh, uh, you know, the bottom's been good, but yet the, my car's been pretty strong on the outside. So we'll just wait and see. You know, I, I think at some point in time everybody will get shuffled around, and uh, you just have to work yourself back up there.
9: Shuffled around. Hopefully it's not at the end of the race. That's Joe Nemechek. He starts third
3: here are the guys up front for the start of race 2 in the Gatorade Duel at Daytona as we get set for race number 2 of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. And after this race, we'll have the complete field set for the running of the Daytona 500. Barney, qualifying for this race is unlike any other race throughout the year, but I guess rightly so. This is our Super Bowl, our biggest race of the year. It has to be special.
4: Well, they've run these qualifying races uh, ever since they had this track come on the line back in 1958. uh, They started out, I believe, as uh, 100-milers, and then they went to 125-milers, and now they're 150-milers. And uh, let's talk about a little bit who the pressure is going to be on in this second race. As we said, the, the, the Gatorade qualifying races have always been some of the best shows here during Speed Weeks. In this race number two this afternoon, drivers who are going to have to really put in a a good performance to end up in the 500 Sunday, Kirk Shelmerdine, Robbie Gordon with his brand-new race team, Kevin LePage, Eric McClure, Greg Sachs, Derek Cope, Larry Gunselman, Andy Belmont, and Martin Truex Jr. Those are the guys that do not have a safety net.
3: Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. qualified the other day in the uh, Pole session 31st. Robbie Gordon was back in 38th position. Uh, You mentioned Shelmerdine and Kevin LePage and Eric McClure. They were back 41st. 43rd, and uh, 35th in the case of Eric McClure. So they've got to race their way in in this event. And, of course, you know, you got to be out there. You never know what may happen. Uh, they may feel like uh, some of the guys said first part of the week, you know, we know we don't have a chance racing against, you know, people like Jimmy Johnson and Rusty Wallace and Jeff Burton. But you never know what can happen in a race like this.
4: Yeah, well, a lot of times, you know, we see a big pile up and take cars out. We've seen some really good race teams over the years fail to be in the Daytona 500.
3: Let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's Race 2 of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. 28 cars getting set to roll.
4: Starting 28th will be Jeff Green. He drives the Cheerios Betty Crocker Dodge. The Booty Logger Ford with Andy Belmont scheduled to go off 27th. Larry Gunselman starts 26th. 25th will be Derek Cope. 24th is Bobby Hamilton Jr. Greg Sacks going to roll off 23rd. Matt Kenseth, 22nd. Eric McClure, 21st. Kevin LePage, 20th. In 19th is Kirk Shelmerdeen. Robbie Gordon will start 18th. And Brian Vickers, 17th.
3: Starting from 16th spot will be Sterling Marlin. Martin Truex Jr. goes from the 15th position. 14th starter is Dave Blaney. Tony Stewart will start in 13th. 12th is Scott Wimmer. 11th is Bobby Labonte. Now the top 10, Mark Martin goes from 10th. Jeremy Mayfield, 9th. Rusty Wallace, 8th. Jeff Burton, 7th. John Andretti. Boris said they're 5th and 6th. Followed by Scott Riggs, Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick, and Jimmy Johnson. Now, trackside for the command.
6: Martin. For those most famous words in motorsports.
8: Gentlemen and Dan, start your
19: engines. Matt
3: Martin, given the command to fire the engines, he's racing in a truck at New Smyrna Speedway tonight. His dad will be there coaching him along. Matt Martin, of course, just a little squirt coming up in racing following his dad's footsteps, getting ready to go do some ASA racing later this season. Let's take a swing around the racetrack and uh, talk to those reporters uh, from what you saw in race number one. What do you expect in race two? Dave Moody?
0: Well, I think more of what we saw in race number one, Joe. There are... A good percentage of this field that don't have to take any chances that can just go out there and and, uh, make a comfortable ride of it, get what they can without taking all too many chances. But there's a significant number of drivers that just need to get out there and put their foot in the carburetor and try and get their cars to the front because they've got no guarantees. The only way to get in is to do just what Kenny Wallace did in round number one, race your way to the front.
16: Mike Bagley. Well, what we saw in race number one, Joe, is the draft really playing a key factor over here on the back straightaway. And I guess now more so than ever before, we'll see the choosing of drafting partners being selective with those who you feel can get to the front. You've got a lot of guys who are trying to race their way into the 500 and getting hooked up in that draft and getting towards the front as quickly as possible was tantamount in race number one. And no doubt we'll see more of that in race number two.
4: And Jeff Striegel up in four.
2: Well, I think it's all about handling, and that's due to the fact that it's all about the weather here in Daytona. It was clear blue skies and hot, and that put a premium on the tires. It put a premium on the handle, and those that had it came to the front, and those that didn't went to the back. We've got some clouds now, but it's still hot here, and handling is going to be a premium, Barney.
4: This is going to be a wild race. I've got a feeling this one may be a little bit wilder than that last one. It's great finish in the last race. And, again, uh, getting ready to go here in a couple more laps around. Michael Waltrip, Earnhardt Jr., Mike Skinner, Ryan Newman, and Ricky Rudd, again, were the top five in that first one. Who is it going to be in this one? Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick. There's a, I tell you what, looking at my uh, list of drivers here, Joe, that have never won a Gatorade duel, there's some pretty strong company. Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, uh, Joe Niemicek, Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Tony Stewart, none of those I don't believe have ever won one of these.
3: And, of course, uh, not as many wins as far as Daytona overall victories. Uh, in this race, there's only three, four, uh, five, seven, Former wins here at Daytona. John Andretti had a win of the Pepsi 400 back in 1997. You got uh, Jeff Burton with a win in that race in July of uh, 2000. Uh, Sterling Marlin, a three-time winner here at Daytona. And Derek Cope, a former Daytona 500 winner dating back to 1990. Here's the drivers who are worried, trying to work their way into the Daytona 500. Martin Truex Jr., Robbie Gordon, Kirk Shelmerdine. Kevin LePage and Eric McClure, also Greg Sachs, Derek Cope, Larry Gunselman, and Andy Belmont. Those are guys to keep your eyes on during the running of this event. Hey, join host Eli Gold and Ken Squire for Daytona 500 Preview, presented by Coors Light, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Our show tonight originates live from the Pepsi Theater inside Daytona, USA, here at the World Center of Racing. Eli and Ken's special guests will include Elliot Sadler, Joe Nemechek, Casey Mears, Jamie McMurray, Scott Wimmer, and Bobby Hamilton Jr. So if you're in town, come by and be a part of the audience at Daytona USA. It's a full hour of live talk, and it isn't a show without you. So don't miss it. Daytona 500 Preview, presented by Coors Light, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on many of these MRN radio stations.
4: And Speed Week still have many exciting events yet to be run. The trucks will be running here, what, tomorrow night? Right. And then, of course, the uh, Bush cars square off here on Saturday. That's always some great competition with a good mix-up with the Bush regulars and the uh, Nextel Cup drivers. And then, of course, Sunday, the Great American Race, the Daytona 500.
3: Here's the times for those broadcasts. The Florida Dodge Dealers 250 truck race tomorrow night, 745 Eastern Time. On Saturday, the Hershey's Take-5 300 NASCAR Bush Series rate. Uh, race, uh, Motor Racing Network airtime 12:45 Eastern, and the Great American Race. 47th running of the Daytona 500 on Sunday at 1.15 Eastern Time here on MRN Radio.
4: Field is working down to the east end of the racetrack where turns 3 and 4 are located. They're about to spill back into this long front straightaway and across the start-finish line and when they do get down to the flag stand, they will see the indication one more lap around and they will take the green flag and get down to serious business here at Daytona this afternoon. Been great weather. Kind of thought the wind might really pick up over there and be a big effect The what little wind we have. Apparently is blowing out of the west, and that would give them a little bit of a tailwind going down the back stretch, a little bit of a headwind as they come into the front straightaway.
3: And the temperatures, as we said before, mid to upper 70s. It's been a perfect day for racing here at Daytona. Hopefully the rest of the weekend will stay the same. Now, they're giving the one-to-go signal now as the field comes across the line, so let's take a final sweep down Pitt Road and see what some of the teams are planning on in part two of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. First, Adam Alexander.
5: Well, we found out in race number one, Joe, when you have good teammates, it can pay off. Michael Waltrip getting by Dale Jr., At the line and three teammates to watch in this race, Joe Nemechek, Scott Riggs, and Boris Said. They start this race three, four, and five positions. They've been good throughout testing last month and practice early here during speed weeks. We'll see how it pays off this afternoon. All three pitted together toward the turn one into the speedway. Steve Post.
7: Adam, you mentioned the teammates of Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They have a third teammate in this race, Martin Truex Jr. In the Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet starts 15th. We saw in that first race how they teamed up and went to number one and number two finishing position. Martin starts 15th, and he'd love to find a friend here in race number two. The reigning NASCAR Busch Series champ is one of those drivers that has to race his way into the Daytona 500. So we're going to be watching and see what kind of friends Martin Truex Jr. can make out on the racetrack. On down to Preston Root. Mark Martin will be starting his last.
9: Gatorade Duel at Daytona here today. We'll keep a special eye out for him. Somebody that's been fast so far in speed weeks. Tony Stewart pitting right next do- right next door with a brake and pit wall. and Also, you get a little bit further back, you got the 0 03 champion Matt Kenseth. All of these guys trying to make this race on one stop, but if they have the opportunity they're going to take on four tires. We'll keep an eye out for that as well.
4: We're just about a half a lap away from dropping the green on the second of the qualifying events here this afternoon. Kevin LePage uh, cornered me in the garage area a while ago. and He said, keep an eye on our car today. We really did everything we thought we should do. Have been drafting good here. Looks like uh, we should have a good run today. Hoping to get in the 500. They picked up a new sponsor just for this race. Tequila Petron is sponsoring that car here this afternoon. So Kevin, hoping to have a good day along with all the drivers that we said are really having a lot of pressure. Kirk Shelmerdine, Robbie Gordon. Eric McClure, Greg Sachs, Derek Cope, Larry Gunselman, Andy Belmont, and Martin Truex Jr. But we're about to get down to it. Here comes the
3: field. A single file restart with a Chevrolet Corvette pace car getting ready to peel off onto the pit lane. At lap number seven we'll see the green flag wave again and it'll take a while to wind these cars back up to full speed. Jimmy Johnson leads. Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick, and Boris said. Everybody single file. No one stepping down the line except John Andretti. He'll peel down to the inside looking to grab four from Boris said.
0: Sticks a nose to the inside of the Boris said machine, and John Andretti trying to ride that low line to the number four position. He'll move under said to take over fourth place, but Boris now beginning to wind it up in that outside lane. Grabs a bidding drafting help upside from Rusty Wallace. He'll saddle back in that high
16: lane. Two by two from fourth on back. John Andretti and Rusty Wallace. Now Boris Sed's there. They're going to stack them three wide. Here's Andretti on the bottom. Said in the middle. Rusty Wallace with drafting help from Martin Truex Jr. Topside.
2: And Boris said is all alone in the middle. He is the middle in the sandwich, three wide, and he has already lost the spot to Rusty Wallace. Now it's Andretti to his inside. Martin Truex
4: to his outside. Fifth place. They're three deep as they came off turn number four and hit the front straight away. They swing across the start-finish line all the way to the bottom of the racetrack right now goes John Andretti. Martin Truex Jr. tries to go with him. So does Jeremy Mayfield and Jeff Burton. Three deep in turn one. Boris said
0: not where he wants to be. He's the meat in that sandwich, but he's fighting hard. He's got to go backward, though. John Andretti moves underneath him. Martin Truex moves around him. Now to the inside. is Jeff
16: Burton down low. There is no love for Boris Said in the middle lane. He is free-falling through the field. Meanwhile, up front, here's Kevin Harvick out of line. Side
2: by side with Joe Nemechek. Rusty Wallace behind Harvick. A still door-to-door battle in three. That's the battle for the second spot, and Harvick wants it, and Rusty Wallace is helping him get it. Harvick to second. Rusty now to third. Joe Nemechek, top side of the racetrack in fourth. Right
3: behind him is Martin Truex Jr. trying to make something happen. He pulls to the outside of Nemechek, challenging there while John Andretti goes to the inside. Three wide for a moment. Here's Jeff Burton next in line. He'll go underneath. Jeremy Mayfield to the high side.
0: Now G.I. Joe under attack from all corners. Burton goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Brian Vickers on the outside. Bobby Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, Jr., Three rows deep, four rows now, triple
16: wide off two. Joe Nemechek in the middle, sliding all the way back to the eighth position in the front row of that three-wide battle. That's about three, four rows deep. Burton on the bottom, Nemechek in the
2: middle. Vickers topside with drafting help from Bobby Hamilton Jr. He'll grab that spot. It is the top seven single file. Then there are three rows deep of three-wide racing. Jeff Burton, Joe Nemechek, moving Bobby Hamilton Jr. back a spot. Still three-wide.
4: Back in that seventh place, you don't know who your friends are. One minute you have a little drafting help, the next minute you do not. Martin Truex Jr. makes a great move at the start finish line. It looks like it's going to get him fourth place, but all of a sudden there's two cars right beside him challenging him for that spot over in turn one. They're
0: going to go three wide once again. Truex slides through on the bottom, opens the door for Brian Vickers. Vickers will take fifth. Jeff Burton sees some daylight. He'll take sixth.
16: away. John Andretti trying to seal off that inside lane. Not going to work. Here comes Bobby Labonte. Interstate Battery Chevy. Charging hard is up top. We've got a battle for the lead. Kevin Harvick to the outside of Jimmy
2: Johnson. Side by side for the lead in three. And the question is which way will Rusty Wallace go? May not have an option because here comes Martin Truex to the inside of Wallace. Battle up front. Jimmy Johnson. Kevin Harvick wheel to wheel. Side by
3: side off turn four. Back to the start finish line. Indeed Truex is pulled to the inside now providing drafting help to the driver of the Lowe's machine Jimmy Johnson. Truex wants even more. He peeks down Lowen thinks about
0: making it three wide. Thought about it for a moment. Could not get the job done, and that gives the advantage to the outside lane. Kevin Harvick sweeps around to regain the lead. Rusty Wallace is going to go with him. Rusty goes to second.
16: Jimmy Johnson falls in line in third. Then you go back to a side-by-side battle with Martin Truex Jr. in fourth, side-by-side with Jeff Burton.
2: They stack them up from there on back. Behind those two, you've got Vickers and Andretti side-by-side, and almost three wide behind them. And John Andretti almost made it three wide on Jeff Burton, but now Jeff Burton kicks it into gear. He comes topside on Jimmy Johnson. That's the battle for third.
4: Jeff Burton just needs a little drafting help back there. He's got a very strong race car, but all of a sudden he'll have a car help him a little bit, and then they'll dive down to the inside and leave him hanging out to dry. That's exactly what they do this time. He's challenging for third, but I don't believe he's going to get it in turn one.
0: Jimmy Johnson's got the inside lane, and he's got drafting help from Martin Truex Jr. Now he's got the number three position. Johnson by half a car length to third. The battle will be for the fourth spot. Truex To the bottom on Jeff
16: Burton. Couple of sherry side-by-side there. Truex trying to get that drafting party started. Whoa, Bobby Labonte almost breaks loose, but he hangs on to it. He is in the inside lane behind Brian Vickers,
2: who's behind Truex. Here's Truex with a shove in the backside from Vickers. Truex to fourth. And that is the battle for fourth. Truex has now got it. The battle is on for fifth. Vickers on the inside. Jeff Burton on the top side. Behind them is Bobby Labonte and John Andretti. Front four
3: cars, single file coming back to the line, completing 13 laps with now 47 remaining. First race is for the fifth spot. Again, Jeff Burton leading a draft on the outside lane alongside Bobby Labonte and John Andretti in turn one.
0: It's Burton up high feeling the heat from Brian Vickers. That's the battle for the number five position. Behind them, inside and out, it's Bobby Labonte and John Andretti. The battle for first
16: on to the back straightaway. Here's Jeff Burton. Fender out in front of Brian Vickers. That's the race for the fifth spot. Here's Burton trying to crowd Vickers down against that yellow line. It's going to backfire. Here's Andretti.
2: Around the outside. Three wide in turn three. John Andretti topside. And it's Jeff Burton in the middle right behind him. Matt Kenseth. Two rows deep. Three wide racing. Here comes Tony Stewart. Rim riding off the of turn four.
4: Oh, That's going on for seventh place. Three deep out of the corner. Heading back into the dog leg here at Daytona International Speedway. Bobby Labonte stacks some three wide in the inside of that lane right now is Jeff Burton. They almost get together. Cars bouncing around and again that is for seventh place as they go to one.
0: Labonte down low. In the middle it's Jeff Burton. John Andretti rides the rim up high right behind them. Mark Martin,
16: Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart
0: three wide to the
16: super stretch. Last time off the end of the super stretch it was Tony Stewart going four wide up against the outside wall. Now he is three wide with Bobby Labonte, Kenseth, and himself. Here's Burton and Andretti. Side by side side
2: battle for six and they're stacked up from there on back and Bobby Labonte trying to give drafting help to Jeff Burton that will propel him side by side with John Andretti Tony Stewart still in a wild three-car battle off turn four
3: right behind those two cars is the seventh place machine as they come down to the line that's Bobby Labonte then three wide behind him Mark Martin on the inside of Matt Kenseth Tony Stewart going way wide through the tri
0: Spectacular battle as they head for turn number one. Not a lot of room to work. Martin hugging the bottom. Kenseth stuck in the middle. Tony Stewart way wide on the outside lane. Then behind them,
16: Kevin LePage and Scott Wimmer. Three wide for the ninth position. Mark Martin down to the inside. He's got limited drafting help at best. Now here's Bobby body in front of Martin. will drop down, trying
2: to give him some love. Not going to work, though. He goes back to the top side. Now it's Tony Stewart, the man on the move, as he drops down behind his teammate. And for the first time in about three laps, Tony Stewart is not... Not in the middle of a three-wide battle. He is tucked in right behind Bobby Labonte, his teammates trying to hook up.
4: Tony Stewart's done everything he could back there from seventh place on back as high and, and, and dropping back as far as 12 to work his way back up there. Hasn't had any drafting help, and right now He's trying to help Bobby Labonte, his teammate, directly in front of him, and I think he's going to pull him up toward the front as they go to one.
0: Labonte is trying to close in now on the back bumper of the Jeff Burton machine. Burton riding in the number six position. Labonte is seventh. The car length back to eighth, Tony Stewart. Then Matt Kenseth side by side with
16: Johnny it's a four-car breakaway up front. Kevin Harvick, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, and Martin Truex Jr. They've got about ten car lengths over where traffic is stacking up from fifth on back.
2: Vickers leads that pack in the fifth position in turn three. And Right behind them is Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart, and Matt Kendith. All of those cars single file. Then you get back to side-by-side racing. Scott Wimmer, Dave Blaney, and John Andretti. Among those trying to race
3: their way into the Daytona 500, Martin Truex Jr. is now running in the fourth position. John Andretti back in the ninth spot. Derek Cope is in 15th now, and Boris said runs 18th. Kevin Harvick continues to lead the way in race two of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona, but there's been some shaking up behind him. Jimmy Johnson has come to second. Brian Vickers in line in third. Fourth is Rusty Wallace, and they're battling it out for fifth and sixth on the back
2: straightaway. Tony Stewart has come to the fifth spot. Matt Kenseth goes next. Then Rusty Wallace, the guy that got shuffled on a line, Joe, was Martin Truex. Got stacked three wide a lap ago. Had been running fourth. Now he's fallen all the way back to about the tenth spot.
4: Now, three laps ago, they were running single file all the way back through 11th position. Now it's only a six-car breakaway. Rusty Wallace, the car, trying to make up a little ground. He's moving underneath Jeff Burton as they work off into turn number one. Now a pretty good challenge, shaping up for the second place in turn one.
0: On the move is Brian Vickers, Barney. He's putting the heat on his Hendrick Motorsports teammate Jimmy Johnson. Tucked right up under the rear. Spoiler of the low Chevrolet. Brian Vickers strong in third right
16: now. Now he checks up. Falls back in line behind Johnson when we'll fade off the back bumper by about a car length. Kevin Harvick still pacing the field. Midway down the
2: back straightaway. Further back. They're going to three wide. Joe Nemechek is on the move at the back of that. Back to the inside of Blaney and Andretti. And now here comes Martin Truax trying to split the difference between Matt Kenseth and Jeff Burton. He'll think better of it. Falls back in line. right behind Matt Kenseth. Jeff
3: Burton and Matt Kenseth racing there for the sixth position right behind him is Rusty Wallace and then stacked up double wide the cars of Scott Wimmer and Mark Martin who was poured on the steam for a while he was cutting up through the middle and taking inside and outside moves he's settled down a little bit now as he follows
0: the field back to one. It's a good run up the outside lane as they hit turn number one he'll pull up on the back bumper of the Jeff Burton machine Burton will challenge Martin Truex that's the battle for seven then side by side Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin
16: they are wheel-to-wheel, double-wide, about four, maybe five rows deep. First of that side-by-side battling between Rusty Wallace and Mark
2: Martin. But now here's Martin Truex Jr. He'll step out of line, draw a fender up alongside the car of Jeff Burton. And that's the battle for the seventh spot. Truex down low, Jeff Burton up top behind him, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin. Two-by-two two all the way back from seventh on back.
4: I'll tell you what, Martin Truex has shown me quite a bit. I have no more experience on the big tracks like Daytona and Talladega. He's putting on a great performance here this afternoon. Made a couple of good moves to keep himself up there in the top ten, and shows no sign of giving up a top ten position. Kevin Harvick leads at lap 23, Jimmy Johnson second, Brian Vickers third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and Tony Stewart is fifth. They're in turn two.
0: And Jimmy Johnson wants the lead. Swings it wide to the outside of Kevin Harvick. the.
16: For the number one spot. Two Chevrolets side by side for the lead, halfway down the super stretch at Daytona. Jimmy Johnson outside, Kevin Harvick inside. Here comes Bobby the Body
2: from third, drafting out behind him from about seven other cars. And now three wide as Jeff Burton goes to the outside of Brian Vickers. He's stuck in the middle. Tony Stewart down low. Still wheel to wheel, Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson.
3: This should be good. Jeff Burton pulls up behind the outside line of traffic. He'll give a little boost here to Jimmy Johnson, who's trying to take over the top spot from Kevin Harvick and now just about everybody lined up double wide from
0: first on back to 11th Jimmy Johnson now powers around the high lane, he takes the point away from Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton will try and follow him around that outside lane leaving Harvick to battle for second Harvick down low, Burton
16: up high Johnson out in front all by himself watching the traffic stack up behind him here's Harvick down low and Burton topside side by side for second then they're side by side for fourth Bobby Labonte, Brian Vickers and they're
2: still knotted up behind them. Bobby Labonte's got drafting help down low with Tony Stewart and Matt Kenseth. Brian Vickers has got drafting help from Mark Martin and Sterling Marlin looking like a 190 mile an hour pace lap
4: tracing down Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson loves when he looks in that rear view mirror and sees him running two and three wide behind him. It means they're not going to challenge him for a lap or two. Teammates right now, Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton I think would like to find a way to tuck in on each other and try to run down the leader, but for the moment, there's no way they can do that in turn one. The Richard
0: Childress teammates side-by-side in second and third. Right behind them, Bobby Labonte and Brian Vickers right in fourth and
16: fifth. On to the back straightaway again, double-wide formation behind race leader Jimmy Johnson. Johnson keeps the low Chevrolet up against the outside wall.
2: Here's Harvick and Burton almost bouncing off each other, still wheel-to-wheel for second. And Kevin Harvick just can't get Bobby Labonte close enough to shove him by Jeff Burton. Now they start to bunch up midway through turns three and four. The battle is still on for second.
3: Meanwhile, Robbie Gordon has been kind of riding around to the back of the pack. He's moved up into 12th in the last few laps. He's one of those who would have to race his way in to the Daytona 500. He and Derek Cope doing a decent job. Cope was up there in the 16th spot for a while, although now he drops back into the 17th position, but not far outside the window of racing his way into the Daytona 500. Lead
16: pack is in turn two.
0: Jimmy Johnson still has the point. The battle remains for second. Kevin Harvick on the inside.
16: challenged again by Jeff Burton. Leader's head down the back straightaway with a full head of steam. They're going to gobble up the lap car of Larry Gunselman. Gunselman, midway of the racetrack, looks back and sees Jimmy Johnson. Two car lengths, maybe three in hand, over that side-by-side battle with Harvick
2: and Burton. And they're going to catch Gunselman just off of turn number four. Here comes Jimmy Johnson closing in, getting ready to put one machine a lap down. He'll flash to the outside off turn four.
4: They're uh, about to put 27 laps on the scoreboard when they cross the start-finish line this time. And Adam Alexander, what are we looking at for pit stops? Somewhere in the next five to seven laps or so?
5: I'd say a exactly right, Barney. The pit window no longer than 37, 38 laps. We're at lap 27 now, and I don't think they're going to extend it all the way to that full fuel run, so I would say somewhere in the next five to eight laps, we'll
4: see these guys down the pit lane. Hard racing for second place in turn two.
0: It continues to be Harvick down low super stretch.
4: Kevin Harvick drafting help
16: from Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart. Jeff Burton drafting help from Brian Vickers and Mark Martin. Here's
2: Burton. He'll sweep around Harvick. Now Harvick falls in line and will take over the third spot. That's going to make the battle now for fourth with Bobby Labonte down low and Brian Vickers to his outside behind Labonte. Teammate Tony Stewart behind Vickers. Mark Martin.
3: Here they come down the line. Jimmy Johnson again showing the way. Front three cars staying tightly packed in their nose to tail but from fourth on back that's a double wide racing. Tony Stewart, Mark Martin Martin and Matt Kenseth right in the thick of things following the lane opened up by Bobby Labonte down at the inside. And Labonte's
0: got plenty of help. A hefty bump draft from Tony Stewart as they hit the banking in turn number one. That'll give Bobby Labonte the shove all the way up to the number four position. Tony Stewart now looking for fifth.
16: Now here's Stewart with drafting help from Matt Kenseth and Labonte trying to drop down and give him some as well. Labonte right in front of Tony as Tony races side by side with Brian Vickers. Oh, here's Mark Martin. He'll
2: drop in behind Stewart as now the inside lane has all drafting help. And they leave Brian Vickers outside and all by himself. Tony Stewart drafting help from Mark Martin and teammate Matt Kenseth. Brian Vickers just hoping somebody will fall in line behind
4: him. But the man at the front of the field is Jimmy Johnson shows no sign of giving up that lead. The key in this thing as they move down the front straightaway and head off into turn number one, Dave Moody to me, is if you set up a two or three car draft to stick with it. Stay that way. Don't break out all of a sudden if you're not gaining that much ground. We've seen that work a few times.
0: Seems like the veteran drivers have been willing to do that, Barney, but some of the other drivers that can't be so patient that need to make the moves have been breaking out of line and it hasn't worked that well for them.
16: Leaders come to the super stretch, now starting to thin out into single file formation. Got the front eight or nine cars all locked in nose to tail. First by side battle is further back. Sterling Marlin down
2: low of Scott Wimmer in turn three. And they are double file behind him about four rows deep and now Bobby Labonte further up swings topside with Tony Stewart trying to make a run at third off turn four. Here's Robbie Gordon on pit road. He'll be the first of the leaders to come in although here comes
3: everybody else practically. Well not exactly everybody but most of the rest of the field. Jimmy Johnson peels down on the pit lane. Also Jeff Burton is in. Kevin Harvick, Mark Martin, Brian Vickers just about uh, half the field coming to make their stops at lap 30. Let's go to Steve
7: Post first and cover that stop by Robbie Gordon. Halfway through this run, Robbie Gordon actually came in on lap 29, made a pit stop. That machine has been struggling all day long. Halfway through the run, lap 30, virtually everyone in the middle on pit road is in. Jimmy Johnson, the first car in, four tires and fuel, no adjustment. Jeff Burton have a strong run. He's in. Rusty Wallace in. The car is really good. Also, Jeremy Mayfield in on this end of pit road. On that Alexander. Good
5: run going for Brian Vickers. He gets four tires and fuel, but stalls the engine. He's sitting idle on the pit lane. Problems on the left front for Brian Vickers. He continues to sit here. Scott Riggs got four tires and fuel. Derek Cope on the pit lane. Jeff Green comes in for four tires and fuel. Bobby Hamilton Jr. made a stop. He was complaining the car was running hot at 260 degrees, and we'll follow up on exactly what the problem is for Brian Vickers, but it's a
9: quiet GMAC Chevrolet setting on pit road. The Tony Stewart comes in. They go around to the right side. They'll change four tires on Tony Stewart's car, and up front, Bobby Labonte. Teammates working together in this race. They're already around on the left side. And Bobby Labonte, a quick stop for Tony Stewart. 14.7 seconds. Matt Kenseth makes a stop here, as well as Mark Martin pitted on the lap before they had an early miss on that car. They fixed that. A little bit of a chassis adjustment for Mark Martin. Sterling Marlin also came in, changed four tires, but a little bit of trouble getting out of the pits for Sterling Marlin. He'll drop to the back. Everybody completing their stop. Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart, the most recent.
4: Yeah, uh, Sterling Marlin's car did stall. They had to push it almost a couple of hundred feet before they were able to get it going. Brian Vickers' car continues to sit down on pit road. We'll follow up on that in a minute. Pretty good scramble at the front of the field right now. Six, seven car breakaway over into turn number two, but they're still chasing Jimmy Johnson.
0: Johnson continues to show the way, but he's got a back bumper covered by Kevin Harvick. Third spot to
4: Mark Martin fourth spot to
16: Jeff Burton, fifth to Tony Stewart. Those are the front five as they thunder down the back straightaway. Everyone's staying in single-file formation. The rest of that seven-car draft, Bobby Bonnie and Matt Kenton bring
2: up the rears. They race back to the corner. And into turn number three. Nobody stepping on a line. Behind them, there'll come Scott Wimmer trying to get some drafting help from Joe Nemechek. They'll try to work together in order to catch that top
3: seven. Speed Weeks 2005 not starting off very well for young Brian Vickers. He fell out of the Budweiser shootout with a broken rear end last Saturday night. Steve Post What's the problem here today?
7: Well, Joe, we're walking back. Lance McGrew pushing the car. Lance, what's put you guys behind pit wall?
15: Ah, same thing that happened in the shootout. For some reason, the GMA Chevrolet uh, broke the pinion
8: on
7: the pit stop. I don't really know what's going on, but we definitely got to figure it out before Sunday. Any thoughts on what could be causing it, or is it just? Rolling right the back now? straightaway. Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick
0: tangle. Johnson spins to the inside. Harvick's in the outside retaining wall as everybody else
16: scrambles to get by. Oh, and hard contact. Joe Nemechek's collection. and Ruxty gets turned on his nose back on all four wheels. Mark Martin is in that melee as well.
4: You can see that one coming over there, Dave Moody. Again, when Kevin Harvick tried to make the move, made a little contact, and that's all it took.
0: Got into the back bumper, turned the leader around, Barney, and everybody else was absolutely helpless. Joe Nemechek with a vicious lick into the outside wall. Kevin Harvick's machine is all torn up. The Rusty Wallace car demolished down on the inside of the racetrack. A massive accident at the exit of turn number two. Joe
16: Nemechek is climbing from the U.S. Army Chevrolet down to the inside. Again, Rusty Wallace, Kevin Harvick, the only other two cars here missing way down the back straightaway, and it is a junkyard. Debris litters the back stretch, and so do three race cars on
4: the grass down on the inside lane. Heavy damage to Kevin Harvick's car, to Rusty Wallace's car, and to Joe Nemechek's car. Mark Martin has some damage on his machine also. And again, Dave Moody, anybody else sitting down on the apron over there in front of you?
0: There are a bunch of cars coasting away that have uh, rolled on back toward uh, Pitt Road, Barney, but the bulk of them are down in front of Mike Bagley. The Dave Blaney machine also got a pretty good bite of that action.
16: Rusty Wallace has just climbed for the Miller Dodge, and now we're focusing on Kevin Harvick. Safety crews are tending to him, and we have three severely torn-up race cars on the back straightaway.
3: And the man who is leading this race and starting on the pole is now in the garage. Jimmy Johnson has just taken the Lowe's machine back in to the next Tail Cup Series garage. Here comes Mark Martin rolling down the pit lane, his Viagra Ford severely damaged on the right front. He's going into the garage and just behind him you've got the machine back there of Dave Blaney, one of the RCR cars. It looks like he too will make the hard left hand turn and go into the garage. Let's see. Yes, indeed. He'll join those already coming out of the race here after a multi-car pileup on the back straightaway. Let's go back for a recap to Dave Moody.
0: Uh, the leaders running single file, Joe, coming off turn number two. Kevin Harvick got into the left rear corner of the Jimmy Johnson machine, turned him around in the face of the field, and after that it was just pandemonium, nothing but smoke and flying parts. Rusty Wallace got turned head-on into the outside retaining wall, then got clobbered from behind. It nearly flipped that car end over end, back over front, but it came back down to earth on all four. Joe Nemechek also with a very hard lick. Scott Riggs got a piece of it. Dave Blaney got a l- piece of it. A number of others with less severe damage.
16: And Kevin Harvick has climbed from the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. So Nemechek, Wallace, and Harvick all out of their cars here on the backstretch.
4: So caution is on the speedway again at lap 36 for an incident over in turn number two that involves at least six cars jimmy johnson who was leading this race when all heck broke loose so to speak over there in turn number two is in the garage area let's see if we can hear from him
9: al barney catch up with jimmy johnson he's kind of surveying the car over here as they come back into the garage area jimmy
14: running out front there had a pretty good run put together what happened from your view just pretty simple 29 total idiot runs you over from behind the center of the turn so i'm just thankful i thought my car was destroyed and uh luckily it's not in too bad of shape so uh, just, just the way it is. You got to realize who you're racing. You'd think being up front, you'd be in safe hands, but uh, you can't. You know, you can't put your guard around, uh, down around the 29. All righty, that's Jimmy Johnson. I tell you, you look at this car, guys, and it is
9: amazing how little damage there really is. The front looks clear. It's Mostly on the right-hand side, Jimmy Johnson's car looks like it'll be ready for the 500 after a little bit of tune-up work down here.
4: And again, the cars involved, Scott Riggs, Dave Blaney, Mark Martin, Joe Nemechek, Rusty Wallace, and Kevin Harvick, along with Jimmy Johnson. Foshen again came out, second one of the day at lap 35. We're at lap 38 right now for an incident that happened over in turn number two when Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson got together going off the corner. They were dueling for the lead, so obviously when they got together and cars started scattering, the whole field was directly behind I guess we're lucky we didn't collect more cars than we did.
3: Could have very easily because uh, that's where practically everybody was racing. Some uh, two-wide racing going on behind the front, too. Watching the replay on the Nextel uh, Cup Vision screen, we see where uh, apparently what Jimmy Johnson said was true. Looks like Harvick got into him, turned him around in front of oncoming traffic, and, of course, that collected some other good cars like Mark Martin, uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Rusty Wallace, and Joe Nemechek. Let's check back in the garage with Preston Root.
9: And we're going to get a word with Mark Martin here. He's uh, finishing up talking to a few guys, as you can imagine, pretty upset uh, running third. And he saw a good view as soon as he's finished up here taking a look at the car and finish some things up. We'll get a word with Mark Martin.
4: Now, Joe, the one thing we're talking about also, all these drivers, at least the six that had the major problems over there, they are inside the top 35 in points. So they will be in the Daytona 500 come Sunday. So... No problem there, but now they've got to go to a backup race car.
3: That's a big break, though, for guys who have to race their way into the 500 because suddenly that opens up some positions closer to the front. Martin Truex Jr. is in sixth now. Robbie Gordon is up to seventh. That was a big
9: break for him. Back downstairs. Check in with Mark Martin. Joe, Mark, uh, running back there, you saw the whole thing happen. From your perspective, what would you see? I didn't see anything. Smoke and just came right through it, and that was it? Uh, I just saw the 48 go around. I don't, I don't, you know, you guys think you can see everything. You can't see everything when you're in line behind those cars. All I can see is a 29 car. All right, that's Mark Martin. He's behind the wall, cars in the garage. He's walking to the hauler.
4: And you can tell Mark is a little bit disgusted also for getting involved in that incident over there. Off turn number two. And like he said, a lot of times when it, things happen so quick when you're in one of these race cars, Joe, and a little smoke billows up and a couple of cars are sliding and putting smoke on the racetrack, you're not going to see anything. You have no idea what happened.
3: Sure, especially uh, when you're in a tight draft like they were racing there, Mark, back behind a number of cars, and uh, all of a sudden somebody goes sideways, there's smoke, and suddenly you're going around and around, and that's uh, how that sometimes plays out. So, again, the cars involved in this crash at lap 35, Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, and Jimmy Johnson. Let's check on Pitt Road.
7: Actually, Joe Nemechek has came out of the infield care center. Joe, first off, you all right and what happened out there?
15: Oh, I'm fine. I think Kevin Harvick's probably the dumbest idiot there ever been out there. You know, he's, he's just driving stupid and uh, he'll get it back. He'll get it back. I mean, that, that was totally uncalled for what happened out there. You know, everybody's, everybody's racing and he's trying to turn people around the middle of the corner.
7: That's Joe Nemechek. Uh, obviously, he's very disappointed with what happened here today
4: just been informed that uh, some of these drivers are going to be called to the nascar trailer after the race jimmy johnson uh looks like the children's uh deal, and also, obviously, Kevin Harvick. Kevin's going to take a lot of heat on this thing. Yeah. No doubt about it. He already has. Yeah,
3: well, you know, it's hard to tell what caused the incident. I mean, maybe there was something mechanical or whatever, but the replay certainly looks like he got into the back of Jimmy Johnson and caused that uh, big pileup over there. And, you know, you got to feel sorry for somebody like Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace starting their last ever Gatorade duel at Daytona here today, hoping for a good finish so they have a great start for their last Daytona 500. And suddenly they're out early here with a torn-up race car in these situations that's just that's a heartbreaker
4: yeah and they're when we're talking to those guys you can hear it real quick this is the way they're running at the end of 40 laps jeff burton leads under caution here scott wimmer is second tony stewart's third matt Kenseth is fourth bobby labonte is fifth martin truex jr is sixth Robbie Gordon has moved up into seventh. Boris Said is eighth. John Andretti is ninth, and Jeff Green is tenth. Kevin LePage is eleventh. Derek Cope is twelfth. Sterling Marlin, thirteenth. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is fourteenth, and Eric McClure is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Scott Riggs, and seventeenth is Larry Gunselman. Jeremy Mayfield uh, spun around over there in that uh, accident a moment ago also, but Jeremy's still running out there, apparently going to be all right. He is an eighteenth. The rest of these cars from eight Eight from 19th all the way back would be out of the event. We'll set those for you in a minute. Let's go now to Steve Post, Kevin Harvick. Let's catch a word and see what happened with him.
19: Well, I just got to him and he checked up, and I got to him and I couldn't, I couldn't get off of him, and uh, you know I just spun him out and and you know hate it for all the teams and everybody involved. But uh, you know I mean it's not not something where you want to bump draft in the middle of the corner. But uh, hate it for all these Jim Goodrich guys and uh, just got to him and he slowed down and got sideways and and uh, got in the back end.
7: That's Kevin Harvick. He's, uh, he's all right. He's came out of the infield care center on his own, but uh, that's his side of the story.
19: Luckily, there were no
3: injuries uh, from that uh, incident over there, Barney. Again, some uh, torn-up race cars, some very hurt feelings, but all the drivers apparently are okay. Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. We've completed 40 laps. There are 20 laps left to go. And again, the top five, Jeff Burton, Scott Wimmer, Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth and Bobby Labonte. Three lead changes among three different drivers. Two caution flags have waved in the first 40 laps. The first on lap number two when Scott Riggs had some smoke coming off the back of his car and about the same time Greg Sachs and Kirk Shelmerdine crashed in turn two. And then most recently here at lap 35 as Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, and Jimmy Johnson are all involved in a crash. Green flag is out once again. Jeff Burton leads the field up into turn one.
0: Burton on the point. Everybody staying single-file behind him for the moment. Scott Wimmer rides in the number two position. Tony Stewart is in third. Matt Kenseth and Bobby Labonte. Everybody, I think after that one, has settled down just a bit. They're more than happy to come up to speed in a nice, calm, single-file procession.
16: Engines coming up to life as the leaders hit the super stretch, led by Jeff Burton. Two car lengths in hand over Scott Wimmer. Wimmer looks back and sees Tony Stewart on the way. Matt Kenseth there as well. Four-car breakaway with the leaders up front.
2: And they're trying to break away from Bobby Labonte and Bobby Labonte is trying to break away from Martin Truex and Robbie Gordon. Boris said, again, everybody's single file, nobody's stepping out of line. Up front is Jeff Burton
4: off turn four. And Bobby Labonte back there in fifth place, waiting for somebody to close up, give him a little drafting help so he can run down the front four. It is single file all the way through the tail end of the field right now, but it shouldn't be that way long. Jeff Burton, Scott Wimmer, Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Labonte are the front five in turn one.
0: Sixth spot belongs to Martin Truex. Robbie Gordon right where he needs to be right now, solidly in the top. 10, followed by Boris said, John Andretti as they run single file to the super stretch.
16: Martin Truex Jr. taking a look to the high side of Bobby Labonte, not close enough to mount the charge, but still looking nonetheless. Still looking high, now looking low. Here's a challenge for the lead. Wimmer, is too, looks down at the inside lane, but Jeff Burton has
2: that lane blocked off the end of the super stretch. And as they pile back into turn number three, everybody pinned to the bottom of the racetrack. Exception, Martin Truex, Robbie Gordon. They're going to go to work on Bobby Labonte for
3: four. Rex pulls to the outside lane, coming off turn four, tries to get some drafting help but will not unless Robbie Gordon falls in line behind him, and indeed he will. Gordon up underneath
0: now switching lanes. Gordon pulls down to the inside, leaves Robbie up there all by himself. And a stuck on the outside lane is Martin Truex. Bobby Labonte goes underneath him. Now Boris Sedd steps lively to the inside lane with drafting help from Robbie Gordon and John Andretti.
16: That's the side-by-side battle for sixth. Boris Sedd down low. Martin Truex Jr. up against the concrete. There was no drafting help for Sedd just a moment ago. Now
2: it all lines up behind Sedd. He'll grab the spot, and Robbie Gordon comes through as well. And Martin Truex will begin to free fall back through the field. Here comes John Andretti by Jeff Green, maybe next to in line, Martin Truex, top side of the racetrack,
4: nobody to go with. Tony Stewart's a man right now that's looking for some grafting help, trying to get himself in a position to get up there and chase down the leader. Let's go downstairs. Rusty Wallace has come out of the infield care center here, holding court just a little bit. Rusty,
7: first off, are you alright and what happened out there?
10: Uh, it's just uh, Harvick and the 48 got together and they spun
4: and the whole back straightaway filled up with smoke and just nowhere to go. And uh, I went to the top side to try to miss everybody and when I got there the smoke cleared and there was Harvick sitting there. I tried to go low, and as I went low, he was sliding across the track too. And just one of those things, man. just a bunch of cars parked in the middle of back straightaway.
7: You came down here to win your final Daytona 500. You had an awful good race car. How is the backup
4: car? Now, the backup car is going to be fine. It's uh, it pushed in the Bud Shootout, but we're going to work on the front fenders. We've got a complete different setup to put underneath it, and uh, I feel confident with it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried a bit right now.
7: That's Rusty Wallace. The good news is he's all right after that nasty ride on the backstretch,
4: And he feels pretty good about his backup car. We said a minute ago, Tony Stewart was trying to get himself in a position to get up there and take the lead away. He's accomplished part of that. He has moved the car up into the number two spot, and he has Bobby Labonte, his teammate, to help him get the lead.
0: He's in the catbird seat right now, pulling up on the back bumper of the Jeff Burton machine, with Bobby Labonte filling the rearview mirror. Then it's side-by-side for Forrest. Forrest dead to the inside of Scott Wimmer.
16: That Chevy and Dodge side-by-side battle comes to of the super stretch. set out in front by just a bumper. Both
2: drivers have equal drafting help. Sed has help from Robbie Gordon, while Wimmer has help from Matt Kenseth. Again, that's the battle for the four spot. Boris Sed down low. Scott Wimmer topside, drafting help from Matt Kenseth. Two by two, about five rows back. Top three, single file. Jeff Burton out front. Jeff
3: Burton brings him back down to the line. It will be 14 laps to go, with Tony Stewart riding second, Bobby Labonte third, Boris Sed fourth, and Scott Wimmer now in fifth. We have a new leader in the dual day Dayton on the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. Tony Stewart has taken over the top spot with a little drafting help from friend and teammate Bobby Labonte. Labonte now falls in line in second while well, they're scrambling for third halfway down the back stretch.
16: Oh, it's on now. Here's Robbie Gordon to the inside of the racetrack. He and Bobby Labonte are wheel to wheel. The front two, Tony Stewart
2: and Jeff Burton, but they are stacked up from third on back. And Martin Truex bump drafting Robbie Gordon to third. Bobby Labonte way up the banking. He's got drafting help from Boris Said, but it's the inside line. It's Tony Stewart, Jeff
4: Burton, top two. We've got ten laps to go when they cross the start-finish line. Tony Stewart has the lead. Jeff Burton wants to get back up there. He scrambled around through that drafting going down the back straightaway and gets himself back into the number two spot. This is going to get interesting, these final ten laps, as they chase Tony Stewart over to turn two.
0: Burton rides in second, Robbie Gordon right where he needs to be in third, Martin Truex fourth and a call for Kevin LePage as he shoots up the inside line he's got the fifth spot now How
16: about Kevin LePage tagged on to that five car lead draft, looking further back, some other drivers starting to make some moves, here's Scott Riggs, he and Bobby Labonte lean on each other down the super stretch
2: Scott Wimmer though to the outside will give Labonte some drafting help. Riggs all alone on the bottom right in front of him, it's LePage and Sterling Marlin drafting, trying to catch the top four, off turn number Four. It's six cars, single file, two by two on the way back.
3: Bobby Labonte has fallen back in the field. He was up there running in the second and third position last time by. He's dropped back to about the 11th position, trying to catch on to a draft and having to deal with Scott Riggs down on the inside of the racetrack.
0: That's a good race going on up in turn one. Riggs has got the bottom lane. Bobby Labonte having to struggle up high. Riggs with drafting help from Matt Kenseth. Bobby Labonte with a rearview mirror full of Scott Wimmer as they run two abreast to the super stretch.
16: That side-by-side battle for seventh comes to to the back straightaway. Scott Riggs has the inside lane. He looks back, sees drafting help from Matt Kenseth,
2: or at least for a moment, Bobby Labonte drafting help from Scott Wimmer. Now Kenseth will jump ship and use the high lane in turn three. Again, that's the battle for the seventh spot. Scott Riggs has got it. Bobby Labonte is there. So is Scott Wimmer, Matt Kenseth, and Boris said. Right now, Riggs has the
4: seventh spot. They're about to wind down with eight laps to go. Tony Stewart is still out front. Jeff Burton rides second. Robbie Gordon third. Martin Truex is fourth. Kevin LePage is fifth. The biggest problem, Dave Moody, for those guys back there trying to chase down Tony Stewart is they won't stay in a draft long enough to do it.
0: Now, they have not been able to do it so far, or perhaps they've not been willing to do it so far, Barney, and that's got a lot to do with the fact that Robbie Gordon, Martin Truex, Kevin LePage are all running for their lives right now.
16: The driver getting the biggest shuffle backward on that lap, Bobby Bonnie all the way back to 11th, up front. Here comes Kevin LePage, down to the
2: inside of Martin Truex Jr., side-by-side side for fourth, and LePage has drafting help. And give LePage the fourth spot, and Martin Truex topside now with no help. Scott Riggs lending support to LePage off turn four. Now it's 2-by-2 two two behind them.
3: Truex left up out there all alone on the outside lane as LePage got the push from Sterling Marlin. Then Marlin fell out of line. Now he's dropped back in the pack, falling in place in the ninth position. Tony Stewart leads Jeff Burton down the back straightaway. They're in turn three. Robbie Gordon third, Kevin
2: LePage fourth, side-by-side side for fifth. Riggs and Wimmer almost bouncing off each other. It's almost David versus Goliath. Kevin LePage trying to hold on to the four spot and everybody else behind them. Riggs gets loose right at front of Martin Truex. Everybody checks up. They're all okay.
4: He keeps it in a straight line. Avoided a big one right there coming off turn number four. Laps are winding down. There'll be six to go this time. Tony Stewart continues to hold everybody back. Jeff Burton, Robbie Gordon have had a shot at him. Kevin LePage can't say enough about him, Dave Moody. He has really been good the last 15 laps. Yeah,
0: The only thing preventing uh, Kevin LePage from being a David and Goliath story, Barney, is I'm not even sure they own a slingshot, but right now he's fourth and he is working the back-upper
16: on Robbie Gordon. He is tucked tightly in the draft in the fourth position right behind Robbie Gordon. Here's Tony Stewart. Car length out in front over Jeff Burton. Then you've got Gordon LePage. Now Scott
2: Wimmer takes over the fifth spot. Right behind them, six. Single file, Matt Kenseth. Then comes Scott Riggs back to the two-by-two battle between Boris said down low and Martin Truex, but up front it is still Tony Stewart. Here's Kevin LePage on the move once again. Pulls down to the inside
3: of Robbie Gordon, and Kevin LePage has moved up to the third position. Five laps to go. Behind him is Scott Wimmer. Then you got the car of Robbie Gordon trying to regain some ground, but with no drafting help, he's going the wrong way.
0: He's going backwards now. Scott Riggs moving underneath him, and the door is open for Matt Kenseth as well. Kevin LePage kicked the door open, and now Robbie Gordon is free-falling.
16: Robbie Gordon is trying to slide in line behind Matt Kenseth. He'll do that on the back straightaway up front here is tony stewart and
2: jeff burton they're the top two Kevin LePage third. Scott Wimmer fourth. And now Scott Riggs has rebounded to fifth. And then it's going to be Matt Kenseth. Then comes Robbie Gordon and Martin Truex. Those two trying to race their way into the Daytona 500. They line up nose to tail off turn
4: four. And the laps will wind out. A four to go when they cross the line this time. Tony Stewart brings him down to the line. The rest of the field follows him right now. Jeff Burton sitting right on his bumper. Jeff can get up there about a foot behind him. But so far Kevin LePage and Scott Wimmer who ride in the next positions have shown no inclination of forming up in a tight draft to run Tony Stewart down.
0: Wimmer now will actually go to the outside of LePage. He'll pick up drafting help from Scott Riggs who gets way sideways again on the outside and
16: has to check up. But the drafting help forms up down low behind LePage. That's where Matt Kenseth the Martin Truex Jr. fall in line. Here is Kenseth trying to
2: duck in line behind Wimmer. Now falls back out in line and gives a huge kick in the shorts to LePage so he'll hang on to third. He goes back to the third spot. Matt Kenseth battling for fourth now with Scott Wimmer. Behind them Martin Truex and Scott Riggs battling again Riggs Here they come down to the line. It will be three laps to go as Tony Stewart is
3: in command. Jeff Burton and Kevin LePage, the story of this race. He's in third. Let's drop back to Martin Truex Jr. He's trying to race his way in, now running in
0: sixth. Truex is right in the middle of that gaggle of traffic along with Robbie Gordon. Both of them have got to get every spot they possibly can. Truex now down to the inside of Scott Wimmer. That's for fifth
16: place. Side by side. Truex down low. Wimmer up top. Now, here's Matt Kenseth. He's trying. Tries to put a pass on LePage. LePage moves down the block. Still wheel-to-wheel
2: for fifth. Truex with a fender out in front but Wimmer rallies back on the outside lane. And Robbie Gordon tucks right in behind Martin Truex. He knows what he has to do. The question is, can he get there and do anything with Truex? Still two-by-two racing from Truex on back.
4: Now, Robbie got kicked out of the draft a few laps ago and went flying back through the field right now. He's only got a couple of laps left to get himself back up there and maybe finish in the top five. Tony Stewart hangs onto the lead. Jeff Burton, Kevin LePage, they Ride a tight draft and they've stayed that way the scramble continues for 5th place over in turn 2. And
0: at front 4 right now Barney loving what they see from 4th place on back because they're 2 by 2 and fighting hard. Front 4 drivers trying to pull away then it's Truex and Wimmer side by
16: side. 2 wide 4 rows deep here's Truex though he'll finally swing around Wimmer and pick up the 5th spot Wimmer back to 6. Up front LePage wants to make some moves. He looks outside of Burton for
2: 2nd but now gets back in line as they race back to 3. It is single file top 4 now make it 5 Everybody's starting to form up as Tony Stewart leads the field off turn number 4. Jeff Burton in tow.
4: Tony Stewart sets his sights here. The dog leg comes down to the start-finish line. He's looking for the white flag, and it is waving. As they get ready to go around one final time, can anybody take the lead away from Tony Stewart? Here comes that outside line, picking up a little steam in turn one.
0: Martin Truex is on the move. Gave a little bit of a boot to Matt Kenseth. Moved him up out of the groove, and Truex now takes over the number four position. Scott Riggs trying to hold that car down for fifth, but it's out from under him again. He can't hold on to the spot.
16: Leaders coming to the super stretch for the final time. Tony Stewart, Jeff Burton the top two Kevin Lepage with a rear view mirror full of Martin Truex Jr. and Matt Kenseth Kenseth moves to the top side of the racetrack
2: side by side for fourth in turn three Kevin Lepage third, Martin Truex trying to hold down fourth, Robbie Gordon trying to race his way in all of those cars side by side, Tony Stewart leads off four.
3: Stewart brings him off turn four to the start finish line to pick up the win in the second race of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona Tony Stewart gets the win over Jeff Burton in race number Number two, Kevin LePage with a great run today. He comes in third and has worked his way into the Daytona 500. Martin Truex Jr. should also be in. He finishes in fourth. Scott Riggs finishes in the fifth spot. Rest of the top ten are Matt Kenseth, Robbie Gordon, Scott Wimmer, Sterling Marlin and Boris said that's the top ten in race two.
4: And as happy as these guys are going to be, there is a garage full of drivers, not quite so happy, that got caught up in that accident back at lap 35. And out of the event, Dave Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Mark Martin, and uh, a couple of others that got some sheet metal damage in there. Whale of a finish in both the events here this afternoon, Joe. Some pretty good racing, and I think from what we've seen today, Looking forward to a great 500 come Sunday.
3: This is just setting the stage as to what we're going to see on Sunday afternoon in the running of the Great American Race. What a day for a couple of drivers, namely Kevin LePage and Martin Truex Jr. Now, Kevin's been to Daytona before, but as Dave Moody pointed it out, doesn't have much of a budget there. They're definitely underfinanced. And it is a dream come true that they have worked their way into the Daytona 500. Martin Truex Jr. with little or no experience in super speedway racing, especially in a NASCAR Nextel Cup Series car. And apparently he, too, has worked his way into the Daytona 500. And now we get set to look at who made the Daytona 500 and who did not. We'll have a complete rundown on the lineup momentarily. First, let's concentrate on race two of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. Let's go to Pitt Road. Joe, we're standing here with Jeff
7: Burton to find second place run. Tell us about your day.
8: Uh, singular Chevrolet drove great. Uh, real proud of how good this car drove. Uh, just kind of got ganged up on there with uh, the Gibbs guys. They did a nice job and got by me. But uh, we had a great car today. I hated to see what happened on the back straightaway to those guys. Uh, we got lucky to get through that. But uh, we got something to build on. This car drives great, and we're trying
7: to raise the bar and get us get us in victory lane. Any chance of making a move on Tony Stewart there at the end, or were you just kind of hanging onto his back bumper? Well, I kept trying some stuff, and um, I really
8: I, – I didn't have much for him, to be quite honest. He was he was really fast, and uh, I tried. I had one run at him, and he did a good job of blocking. But, um, again, we were, we just needed we needed a little better position with not two ma- teammates behind us. And uh, we had a good sh- – early; we were hooked up with Kevin. We were going to be in really good shape there, and then uh, they got in that wreck, and that kind of hurt us a little bit too. But I'll take second, and I'm uh,
4: real happy with it. Jeff Burton, second-place finish here at Daytona. And let's see if we can catch up with some of the other top five finishers. See if we can get a quick word with uh, Martin Trucks – martin
9: a uh that's a little bit of a wild ride there towards the end
17: yeah that was pretty crazy out there uh that was a, we had a really good hot rod i'll tell you what uh, the tape blew up off the grill on us and we ended up having to free our car up because of that and uh we lost a whole lot of grip and was really out of control at the end but uh, i gotta thank you know scott and the tank car pushed me real good and we were in about four times and we were out about eight times so uh i can't wait for sunday it's a good feeling you know, one of the things in the draft
9: you see up there, Scott Riggs, awful loose. You guys both getting loose when you run together, or is the front car working a little
17: bit better than the car behind? No, it just depends on where you're at and who's behind you pushing you and how hard they push you down in the corner. Uh, but my car was really awesome in the beginning. It surprised the heck out of me. I drove it right on up to the front there, and, and then that tape blew off, and we got really tight all of a sudden. Couldn't ever get a, get the tape back on, on the pit stop. So um, real excited about my car for the 500. It's really good. All right, that's Martin Truex.
4: I'll tell you what, he did a heck of a job, as you pointed out a few minutes ago, having not that much experience on the bigger tracks. He made some great moves today and comes home with a fourth-place finish. A couple of other drivers ran exceptionally well also, Kevin LePage and Scott Riggs. A couple of those, let's see if we have been able to catch up with you one of those
9: yeah i got scott riggs here and scott uh, those last few laps i tell you you look up at the uh valvoline and you just see it all over the place i was just talking to martin truex jr in the draft out there seemed the car behind getting a lot looser that seems that what you experienced
8: yeah well we did a good job all the guys on the valvoline chevrolet uh, all the guys back at the shop built an awesome car and these guys here uh, been tuning on it all weekend and and really uh, really give me a great car to race with. It's fun when it's out there out front. And uh, and you got to get something that can really propel yourself through the, the field pretty good. And car really pulls up well and it handles well. And we made some changes there and uh, freed it up and got a little too free there at the end. So at least we know about where, where the car is and adjustment-wise. And didn't have any problems with any tires. And like I say, just proud of all my guys. These guys have been working awful hard. And I uh, gave some guys some shoves out there. Just wish we'd get a little help. Uh, I mean, we got a good car, and uh, trying to show how good we are, just uh, need a little help from behind, and we can really show them.
9: Seems to be a key is help from behind. I think that's uh, Martin Truex, awful thankful from from that help from you. One of the things, weather, seems that tires, that has been solved here. Everybody's not uh, doing pretty good with the tires, but the weather is the weather cooled down this afternoon. Any big change in the car?
8: Uh, Well, I don't know if that contributed to how free the car got, but we didn't have any tire trouble, that's for sure. Just uh, just had help trouble.
9: All righty, that's Scott
4: Riggs. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. And Tony
5: Stewart has climbed from the Home Depot Chevrolet. First ever qualifying win at Daytona. You took the lead at lap 49 and held on. Congratulations.
11: Uh, thank you. This, uh, You know, thanks to all these guys in this Home Depot team. And this Monte Carlo was good today. We just uh, we're a little bit tight. We need to work on it before Sunday. But uh, we got a pretty good race car here, obviously. Uh, and, and I got to thank you. Uh, most of all, not only Greg Zipidelli for the great car today, but uh, most of all Bobby Labonte, I mean, he was the one that gave me the shot that got me through the hole and, and got us in the lead there, and uh, it stalled him out which cost him a lot of positions later on, but uh, the work that he did getting me up there, if I'd have stayed up there and, and, and tried to get him through there, we were both going to lose uh, the spots and get freight trains. So uh, uh wish he could've, we could have finished one, too, but really thankful to Bobby. He was the one that got us here.
5: 150 miles today, 500 on Sunday. Any indication of what this car will be like on the long haul?
11: Well, you know, like I say, we got a little work to do, but I think we can make it better than what it is right now, and it's not terrible by any means. So uh, uh, we just got to make the next couple days count and, and you know, get the work done that we need to get done to be ready for Sunday now.
5: Race one in the afternoon, taken by the DEI teammates Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Bobby Labonte helps push Tony Stewart to victory in race number two this afternoon.
4: Tony had a strong car from the time they put him under green earlier this afternoon. Kevin LePage had a great run. We talked about that. See if we can get a word with him.
7: Barney, we had the celebration earlier with Kenny Wallace, and uh, Kevin LePage, he's celebrating just as hard. You signed the sponsor last night at 6 o'clock, and you put him in the Daytona 500 today. How happy are you at this moment?
17: Uh, I'm telling you, uh, we, we signed this deal for a one-race deal. You know, Patron Tequila came up. I'm really proud of them. Hopefully it can turn into a long-range deal. But, you know, John Carter, Roger Craven, John's back in Atlanta. Uh, John's here. All the guys who put an effort in this. Ernie Elliott did a great job on the motors. Uh, the curb guys came and pitted our car for us. They did a super job in the pits, and uh, Billy Poindexter and, and all his crew that he's got around him. We didn't have a big crew, but we got a bunch of guys that will work their tail off and put this car where it need to be, and it, it was in the Daytona 500. How nerve-wracking are the last few laps when you're hanging on to one of those spots? Well, you know, with the water light was coming on in the car, and uh, I was worried about it, and I saw those guys start doubling up back there, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, if they come by, we're going to be a sitting duck, and uh, I just kept the car on the white line. This car worked real good on the bottom. It just stayed on the bottom all day long, and uh, I wasn't going to get the bottom up. They were going to have to go by me on the outside, and I just worked my tail off, but... You know, again, this is back to John Carter, Roger Craven. Those guys took a chance on me last year when I was unemployed. They were a new team. I took a chance on them. This is what this team's made of. I mean, Dodge has given us the opportunity to have this Dodge Charger, but we need support. We need support from Dodge. We need support from a lot of other, you know, sponsors out there. But right now, I've got Patron Tequila for the weekend, and I've got Ernie Elliott Motors and a Dodge Charger.
7: Kevin LePage thought he might have been a sitting duck, and it turns out he's a starter for
4: Sunday's Daytona 500. Did a heck of a job to keep that car in contention all day, and comes home with a third-place finish. Well, let's take a look at how they finish here in the second Gatorade Duel 150 this afternoon. Tony Stewart wins it. Jeff Burton ran second. Kevin LePage finished third. Martin Truex Jr. fourth. Scott Riggs finished fifth, and Matt Kenseth sixth. Robbie Gordon gets seventh. Scott Wimmer eighth. Sterling Marlin ninth, and Boris Said finished tenth. 11th will go to John Andretti. 12th will go to Bobby Labonte. 13th to Bobby Hamilton Jr. 14th to Derek Cope. Jeremy Mayfield finished 15th. Jeff Green was 16th. 17th to Eric McClure. And 18th was Larry Gunselman. And, Joe, from there on back, everybody else was in the garage.
7: Yep,
3: Uh, after that big crash that occurred back at lap 35, you had the cars of... uh, Well, Brian Vickers had a problem prior to that as he had a pinion uh, problem on that uh, machine. Jimmy Johnson, though, was involved in the crash along with Kevin Harvick, Mark Martin, Joe Nemechek, Rusty Wallace, all out as a result of the crash at lap 35. In addition to Dave Blaney, he also involved there. Andy Belmont fell out at lap 24. And Kirk Shelmerdine and Greg Sachs involved in a crash back at lap 2 that put them out of the running of the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. We're standing by to get the complete rundown of uh, who made it and who did not, and of course the procedure is uh, racing in by these races, and then falling back on speeds, turn in qualifying here on Sunday afternoon, so as soon as that is available, we will pass that along to you. Matter of fact, uh, we've got it right now. It uh, looks like... uh, The top 20, anyway, we've got uh, here so far with uh, Dale Jarrett on the uh, Bud Pole, Jimmy Johnson on the outside of row one. If they have to go to a backup car, of course, that would change. But apparently the damage was not so severe on the car. Uh, Steve Post reported it looked like they could uh, repair that. It'll be... uh Michael Waltrip starting third on Sunday with Tony Stewart going from fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will start in fifth. Jeff Burton will go from the sixth position. Seventh starter Mike Skinner, Kevin LePage, will start in the eighth spot. Ninth will be Ryan Newman. Martin Truex Jr. will start in tenth. Ricky Rudd will go from eleventh. Scott Riggs will start twelfth. Kurt Busch goes thirteenth. Matt Kenseth, fourteenth, and Jeff Gordon will start in fifteenth. This, again, the lineup for the Daytona 500. Got Scott Wimmer going from 16th, Jamie McMurray 17th, Sterling Marlin 18th, Kyle Busch will start 19th, and Bobby Labonte will go from 20th. That's a look at the first half of the field. We'll have the rest of the rundown for you here momentarily. First, let's talk about the other events coming up during Speed Weeks. Barney, of course, we got the trucks running here on uh, Friday evening at 7.45 Eastern Time, the Florida Dodge Dealers 250, the Hershey's Take 5 300 Busch Series race Saturday afternoon, 12.45 Eastern, and the Daytona 500 on Sunday at 1.15 Eastern Time.
4: Yeah, we we're hoping to get a word with uh, Mike Wallace, who also worked his way uh into uh, starting position for sunday's daytona 500 let's check back now in the pits well he got in on speed barney sitting in
5: the bush garage helmet on getting ready for bush series practice but the good news is mike you'll be racing here on sunday afternoon
6: well you know it's the great american Race, as they say well i'm so excited about it, being in the daytona 500 with our lucas oil chevrolet and uh, the whole morgan mcclure team did a great job we got in on speed so that was incredibly important and uh, my hats off to my team And just real happy with everything that's going on. You know, Kenny got in on, you know, a great drive with a few laps to go in the Aaron's car there. And uh, we're here in the Francis Engineering car for the Bush race and Kenny Schrader's uh, truck for tonight. So uh, not quite as luxurious as Barney Hall is sitting up there in the booth, but uh, we got a nice seat.
5: It was a little more drama than what Mike might have wanted, but the good news is he will
4: be racing on Sunday afternoon, and that will wrap up a busy weekend for Mike Wallace. i tell you what, Joe, over the years, uh, you and I both have come to all these races at Daytona and Talladega and some of the bigger racetracks. When you put Mike Wallace in the car, we have both seen him take inferior equipment here that probably shouldn't even have finished in the top 25 and run in the top 10 with it. He is about as good on these racetracks as anybody, and if he's got a car that's even halfway capable of getting the job done, he'll do it.
3: And that's what's so good about this Gatorade duel at Daytona, the fact that a guy who's not qualified on speed, who maybe doesn't have the financing of the huge uh, multi-car operations in NASCAR Nextel Cup Series racing, that kind of guy can make his way into the Daytona 500. That is a case for Mike Wallace, also the case for Kevin LePage, and a number of others we will, again, have the complete rundown in a few moments as to who else did make it into the Daytona 500 as a result of today's race or at least as a result of qualifying speed which is uh, the last process they go through to fill out the 43-car starting field. But that makes it fun because you look at the underdogs, there's so many guys who want to make a success in NASCAR Nextel Cup Series racing, and there's not enough room for all the people who want to be in it. That's just the, the way it shakes out.
4: It was an interesting afternoon here at Daytona. For those folks who are tuning in and they're keeping statistics, uh, let's give you the top five from that first race. Michael Waltrip won it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished second. Mike Skinner third. Ryan Newman was fourth. And Ricky Rudd made up the top five. That was in the first Gatorade Duel 150 here this afternoon.
3: Okay, we gave you the top 20 in the starting lineup for the Daytona 500. Let's take you further through the field here and give you the rest of the cars that will be in the Great American Race. Starting 21st will be Kenny Wallace. Bobby Hamilton Jr. gets the 22nd starting spot. Greg Biffle Goes from 23rd. Jeremy Mayfield, 24th. Travis Quapple will start in 25th. Jeff Green gets 26th. Carl Edwards goes from 27th. Brian Vickers will start in 28th. Casey Mears, 29th. And Kevin Harvick gets the 30th starting position. Ken Schrader will go from 31st. Mark Martin, 32nd. Kyle Petty, 33rd. Joe Nemechek starts Sunday in 34th with Mike Bliss in 35th. Rusty Wallace, 36th. Casey Kane, 37th. Dave Blaney, 38th. Elliot Sadler will start in 39th. Jason Leffler, 49th. Fortieth. Bortis said we'll go from forty first, John Andretti, forty second, and Mike Wallace will start in forty third. It leaves uh, quite a few cars, what some fourteen out, that will not make it in to the two thousand five edition of the Daytona five hundred. So that's going to do it for our coverage today, the Gatorade Duel at Daytona. Again, we're back on the air on Friday night with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in uh, their season opening event, the Florida Dodge Dealers 250, the Hershey's Take Five 300 NASCAR Busch Series race on Saturday, our airtime here on MRN Radio, 12.45 Eastern Time, and on Sunday afternoon, the 47th running of the Daytona 500 at 1.15 Eastern Time. Voices are heard in our broadcast here today and throughout Speed Weeks, Dave Moody up in turns one and two, Mike Bagley covered the action on the super stretch going up into turn at number three over in turn four it was jeff striegel while on pit road it was adam alexander preston root and jeff striegel our broadcast engineer on the motor racing network craig moore and anthony powers our satellite engineer the good dr mike weaver paul horvath our pit runner here this weekend and our production assistants bill randall steve blevins and joe Krantz. special note here and uh Good luck to Charlie Cressman, a good friend of the Motor Racing Network, a bit under the weather, in the shop, if you will, here today. I had a procedure uh, being performed up in Pennsylvania, and uh, all the crew here on the Motor Racing Network sending out our very best to you, Charlie
4: our best wishes to him, and our prayers go out for Charlie here this afternoon. So it kind of wraps it up here from Daytona for today for the qualifying race.
3: Now we know what we're looking out for on Sunday afternoon, probably a heck of a race. Again, hope you can join us then and throughout the rest of Speed Weeks 2005. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Our congratulations to two big winners here at Daytona, Tony Stewart and Michael Waltrip winning the two races in the Gatorade Duel at Daytona.
2: Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.